Hello and welcome to the Harlefer Show, a place where like-minded individuals gather to discuss the good, the bad, and the weirder side of Malifaux. Please bear in mind that we're all grown-ups here, so there may be some language not suitable for the more delicate of listeners, and all opinions expressed are those of the individuals involved. Now grab yourself a lovely tipple and a light snack, sit back, relax, and let the Harlefer Show commence. Hello and welcome back to the Harlefaux Show. It's been a while since we've done one of these. We are a podcast dedicated to the lighter side of Malifaux and this is our Soma Arata slash GG4 Hot Takes episode. Tear listing it all. As always, I'm joined by the wonderful Chris. Hello. And the lovely Courtney. Hello. And screw that content chasing. We're talking about masters that we enjoy playing. And Courtney, I believe it's your turn this time. Who are we talking I mean, about? I, I do enjoy playing the new Soma, but he will get his podcast when I've actually, <laughs> you know, got a bit more experience. But no, no, we're gonna we're gonna go with Howell Tull today uh, because I've been enjoying some uh, some Tull. It's our second attempt at this podcast. It is the second attempt at this podcast because Tom got a little bit bad in it. <laughs> negative it was a live reaction to seeing the cards and i will caveat how that came about as we go through but basically um <laughs> courtney you can give us the gist we're going to talk about where this comes from in the sense that chris i think you've played against tall a few times haven't you yeah i've been courtney's sparring partner with yeah tool. i've i've not came across from tall yet and we'll kind of explain why courtney was such a gent and hasn't done that to me for a while and i kind of had a bit of a well, like a three-month hiatus away from Malifaux and coming back and seeing some of the cards literally shocked me to my grave. So we're having another go <laughs> <laughs> to maintain our positivity because that's what we're known for. So, Courtney, what's the elevator pitch for Mr. Harold Tull, apart from the fact he looks well-cooled and has a nice coat? Big guns never tire. Explosions. <laughs> Versatility. A, 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 cracked, a cracked team of military outfits. We're framed for a crime they didn't commit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. 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 So he's one of the Madness of Malifaux Masters. He is. Uh, and you were a fine gentleman to wait a while until he got errated. Yeah, I think he was, I think he specifically was one of the ones that came out that had um, the power curve, I think was was pretty high. Yeah. Uh, on on toll, um, I definitely think that he was one of the main culprits of uh, Madison Malifaux uh, having some balance issues. Yeah, uh, he a, a little while back. And he did. We'll, we'll talk about those, and you can explain to me kind of what got tweaked. And I think Chris can probably give us a, a clue as to how that feels now. But aside from big guns never tire, what's the 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 law or the backstory to who this guy is then because he's kind of just but i don't know the law as well as you two like who is this guy yeah so how at all um if i got you this and get anything wrong then uh sorry not sorry you're but, ableist uh, if you get this wrong. <laughs> uh, how at all is is from from uh the king's uh empire uh which is i believe is in is basically the united kingdom in the malfoy universe he him and his crack team of cavalier uh seem to be like sort of burning man chasers essentially uh, they sort of fight 
Is it, it is the Burning Man, isn't it? Again, yeah, it's I, the cult, right. isn't it? It's yeah, the cult. It's the cult. Yeah, the cult of the Burning Man. Yeah, I was just making sure then there wasn't... We're going like, into other side uh, law, which is uh, always a bit tricky. Yeah, I can I'm hear a, Douglas Scoundrels grinding his yeah, teeth from I here. To, right I, just, I just wanted to make sure like, I wasn't getting confused with... Because there's a, there's a festival called the Burning Man as well, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> no relation. No relation. Yeah, Some might say that um, Harold Tull is more emancipated than Tony Ironside. Yeah. <laughs> Some might say that, but just I, won't, twist the knife for I, won't, I won't upset uh, our friend overseas any more than i already have <laughs> no, um so basically we're a crack team of like uh they they hunt basically chase the burning man and that's why they've been brought over to mouthful because obviously the burning man has returned um so they've the guild has got the services of how at all uh, which is so interesting which is it's not all accurate really because like if you the, the nice thing about the guild which i find interesting is each of the keywords is kind of a department of the guild so yeah. obviously you have like lady J, who's like the anti reser and you've got Sonia, Sonia with her witch yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So he, so Tull is the anti Burning Man um, cool. department. So that's basically Tull. And what do you use against a, a floating burning god? That <laughs> well, you use a lot of cannons and explosives. <laughs> Grenade launchers, yeah, all exactly. exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that sort of Tull's backstory in a, in a, in a sort of nutshell. And he brings cats and tea with him. So not only he is he dapper, he literally has a load of pets and pet robo things that come with him. Yes, yes. I mean, he's definitely from the United Kingdom. You know, cats, <laughs> tea. You know, it's yeah. That's what we. That's all we do, really. Yeah, we're kind of dreading Chris's adverts for this one. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's many routes it can go. Um, so, what does the Cavalier keyword do as their kind of like unified ability, Courtney? So. They have an ability, well, everything outside of, of Tull himself has an ability called the Heat of Battle. And what that essentially means is when the anel ends its activation, if it's within two of a scheme marker, uh, it can discard that scheme, or discard a card, sorry, not a scheme marker, to do a non-bonus action. So essentially, as long as you've got a scheme marker near you, you can discard a card and you get a third AP. That's pretty good for the new gaining grounds. Yes, it is. A bit of scheming. it is. Is 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 um, there are there are there are a lot of ways of get of getting around that scheme marker as well, which we'll talk about because there are other things you can use uh, for heat battle, and discarding the cards is there's a lot of ways of getting cards back as well out of your um, discard pile. Lovely. We'll so your basically action economy goes very high as long as you can kind of manage your hand. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. So we're going to start with the artillerists because we're in a weird situation that the weird now have official titles for both masters in every new release. But artillerist is the one that comes in the core box, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is pure big booms. It is. It is. It is. So how will talk artillerist? Uh, Chris, do you want to just talk about the front of the card for me? Of course, matey. So. He's got quite a lot on the front of there, to be honest with you. He's a gunfighter, which means he can uh, use his gun in melee. It's treated as having a one-inch range. With his gun, that's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've not got to that yet. I'm trying to underplay the fact it. That he, <laughs> the fact that he shot that in combat. <laughs> um, his, his stats aren't amazing, to be honest. Shut up, five yes defense, it is. Five move, two size. It's the seven willpower. As a Neverborn player, that hurts me deeply. As a Pandora player, oh, yeah. that hurts you. Stat five defense is nothing, but he has got hard to kill to kind of uh, cover him a little bit there. He has get to position, so when he activates, up to two friendly Cavalier models within a six-inch pulse can move up to three inches. Very nice bit of uh, repositioning there. 
He also has bombardment, so after every model's activated, any models within two inches of a friendly assault marker have to pass a target number 12 move duel or suffer two damage, which ignores armor, uh, which is quite horrible. And they increase the target number of the move duel by one for every friendly walking cannon in play. We'll get to the walking cannons in a bit. And then you remove all the assault markers. Mm. So um, how do you get these assault markers, you may Hang ask? On, did, I read that as well after every ball was activated, I had a heart attack then, because I thought it was after every activation for a second. <laughs> no, there's a slight difference. I bet there's some absolute jerk in like Russia or something reading it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, you know, rules as written. We've done this podcast twice. I still haven't caught that. Rules as written. Carpet bombing into a whole other. <laughs> Just literally a minefield. <laughs> so the easiest way for him to get these assault marks is from the rain hellfire ability on the front of the card. So during the start phase, you drop a number of assault marks within eighteen inches, equal to the turn number. There's no pulse or aura on that, so he doesn't need line of sight to them, does no, he? No, he doesn't. Mm. friendly assault markers may be treated as scheme markers for the heat of battle ability on friendly models as well and they can't be removed by enemy effects so that's really nice so he gets a free one turn one obviously turn five he'll get a free five which is yes horrible. you know when like thanos throws the moon at the avengers <laughs> that's turn five <laughs> yeah turn five is just no matter where you go you're fucked <laughs> you're, fu- you're gonna be taking that jewel 100 yes yes 13 yes, yes, wounds yes. with hard to kill is tasty as well yeah, it's not That's too big bad. Like I say, the defense of five's just below average. So yeah, it, it is. It is. It is. It just. It just. It's, defense five is the average, but um, he's but he's guild, so he's going to be having lead line coat. Yeah, essentially. essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it stands to reason then, if he's firing all these guns in the background, then he definitely doesn't have a big gun himself to fire. Well, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> He, you may think that he might have a, he, may, he may have a motherfucking grenade launcher Tom <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even sugarcoat it they're just like here's the MFGL and it's like yeah. okay so uh, yeah the MFGL it's uh, two inch range which is, is great stat 6 defence uh, it's, it's only enemy only thank um, god so, but which is, you know, it's something to remember. Uh, but it's two, four, six damage, and enemy models within two inches. Uh, this is a pulse to suffer one damage. Um, so it's a nice little bit of a splash. Interesting, really. Is you don't see you usually you don't see. I don't think there's many models that have that sort of that splash without it being a blast. Uh, so it's quite interesting to see that. Uh, it's got two amazing triggers. Uh, Cam under fire basically pulses out focus to your cavalier models within two. Uh, and concentrated fire, as long as an assault marker within two, you're doing an additional one damage to the enemy, the target, and any models within two. Wow, that is good. It is It is very, very good. Considering in guild that just spam focus as well, that four and that six are are there. Yes. Like, how does this yeah. work in principle, Courtney? Like, so if he's a gunfighter and he charges someone, is it like Halo 3 where like, you rocket jump? Did you point it down and just jumps in the air? Yeah, essentially, essentially <laughs> that. He is cavalier, Tom. That's how Cavalier is. He just he just goes in, he rocket jumps in, and he's just he's just blasting. Oh, that is beastly. Anything with six on severe, which is potentially what seven is. Mm. Set, is... Well, well, it's potentially eight if you yeah. get. Uh, well, sorry, no, it's potentially seven. Sorry, yeah, yeah with yeah. that concentrated fire, it's eight if you get a red Joker, which is just even more funny. But yeah, um, so that's his that's his sort of main trigger. But he's also got some other attack actions which are interesting to, to note. So he's got force retreat, which is a ten, which again is a ten inch range. Everything essentially is ten inch range for his attacks. Uh, it starts as he gets movement, 
Um, you can only, it's an enemy only, and you can only choose, you can only target the same enemy once per activation, but you get to push them six inches away from this model, ignoring models, and then they get staggered. Nice. So you can't come back. So yeah. So it basically forces it forces um, your opponent's models to be positioned where they may not want to be, and it's more difficult for them to get back into it because of that staggered. That's it tasty, also, like last activation of a turn or something when you want to push people away. One hundred percent. The MSGL is a really great action, but do not sleep on force retreat because yeah, ten inch range woman, versus move is is very good late turn to score points or deny points. And the, and the, and you know. At any GG, um, there are going to be schemes and strats where you want models to be in a certain position and having Tull go behind a last and just sort of force people to move. Because, again, it's against movement, and a lot of models' moves are five. I mean, that's generally the average. Yeah, so he can so, force it through if he wants so to. He, he can generally force it through. He, he can cause some real mayhem, and he's got, a, he's got the fantastic trigger that is good for a laugh as well. Uh, so he's basically dropping artillery while laughing at people, making them run. Uh, which is, you know, I like to think him and his cat have a good laugh at like uh, Joss running for his life. The picture does look like the cat is telling him a pretty good joke, to be fair. Yeah, but yeah, exactly, exactly. But which one's tall? Is it tall, the cat? It's the cat. Definitely the cat. (laughs) Maybe he's the one in charge. (laughs) Uh, And then you also have, you have your target, which is uh, stat seven, willpower, and gives adversary out. So it gives adversary guild ability to have a guild. Yeah, it's also got some good triggers on it as well, ending conditions on that clear away, or focus fire for a, a 13 willpower duel, or you get to push them as, around as well, uh, with, you know, enemy mobs within four. Uh, it's, it's good, you know, and I don't think it's as useful as force retreating in MGL, but if you really want something dead, then you have to, your target is going to, Definitely make them dead. <laughs> also, which he has got a bonus action, uh, which is artillery strike. Now, again, 18-inch range. Uh, stat 6, needing a TN of 10. Dropping assault marker within range of ignoring line of sight. So, you know... When so, he turn says, 5, he's got 6 out. Yes. <laughs> wow. turn one, so, yeah, that basically means that turn 1, you're going to have 2, and turn 5, you're going to have 6 with this. Wow. Yeah. And it's got a, a fantastic trigger on it, which is Gertrude and Ethel. Uh, a friendly walking cannon in in play may take an action. And these are his totems that we're going to talk about. These are his totems. So he gets to t- he gets to tell the girls to do an action, uh, and they've got some good, interesting actions as well. So it's very valuable. Uh, so Corey, very, is, very he, nice. is he is he a defensive mid? Is that where he sits? Ah, uh, you know with that gunfighter <laughs> is he leading the line? I lead him with the line, mate. <laughs> it's really, the thing is, is he doesn't ignore concealment. He isn't ignoring cover. Um, so he's not, even ignoring friendly, he's, he's not even ignoring friendly fire. Yeah. So um, throwing him in isn't the worst idea. I'll yeah. be honest. So uh, definitely, he's definitely more front for me than, than anything. But he's quite versatile. He can be at the back if he needs to be. But um, yeah, I don't think you lose anything from getting him getting him stuck in, especially if you're giving him lead line cold, which you yeah. more than likely are going to. So Chris, without taking a million operatives, because all of this is enemy only, like how do you deal with this? <laughs> operatives were that game. That, that was my first game against Chris and first proper game playing Toll. And then realizing that I could that Toll could do literally nothing to an operative was just <laughs> it was hilarious. I love the idea of him like charging a member of the DUA and they just give him like the puss in boots sad eyes, and he's just like, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Even I can't blow up this man or woman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what it's just anything that targets defense really yeah. is, is going to be 
his biggest weakness. Yeah, yeah the lead line coats there with the armor, and he will have stones, but he's a master. They all have that kind of defense, really. Cover for the assault markers so. in practice, because obviously when, when this was released and when we, when I see it on paper, I'm like, oh, that feels like a lot of the board is going to get covered with sadness. Like, so, to be honest, I think they're a bigger psychological threat yeah. than they are in practice. So the first couple of games, I went out of my way to completely avoid them and not have any of it go off. But then... Like the third time, if there was a third time I faced, there probably was. Um, I, I just kind of they were just a nuisance. Yeah, it yeah. Was one of them things you just have to put up with. They are, they are. I mean, with both cannons up, they are. T, we were talking TM forty movement drill while you're taking two damage. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they are. They are nasty, but the cannons don't generally see turn five. And then you talk about TN12, which is a bit easier. The more, the more value yeah. of the actual assault markers, I find, is with the heat of battle, being able to use them for heat of battle. Is that what you're um, doing in terms of your placement then, Cordy? Because that was my next question. Are they more placed for your benefit, or are you doing the Rasputina thing of like cutting off half a board? Um, they, they are placed more for my benefit. I usually place them where I want my models to be, and the bonus is if their models are going to go there. So objectives are a, a brilliant target yeah. for uh, putting assault marking nearby. I suppose against melee crews as well, because if you're protecting your own models, you're kind of adding the extra deterrence of like, where well, you can come and melee, maybe you're going to be stood here at the end of that activation and you're going to get bombed. Yeah, exactly, 100%. 100%. It's definitely, there is definitely some tactical nuance with where to put these assault markers. And you have to be careful because they they do make you predictable because if you put in an assault marker far on the left flank... You're signposting where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But yeah, the assault markers are great. And thematically, they're really cool. This idea of like the just artillery bombing the the field, I think is, is, is great. So speaking of Gertrude and Ethel then, so he's got two totems he's bringing to the party. He has. They, they bring tea to the party. They do bring tea. So <laughs> what are these guys? Um, so they are uh, walking cannons. Uh, they are defense for, they're basically fours all over, not especially great defense wise. And they have free health, um, which means they are pretty easy to take down. But they have got the armor too. So, you know, you know you've, you've got to be... He's uh, hit him a few times. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have got expert shots, so they do ignore friendly fire. They are insignificant, which is probably the, for the best, because you don't really want, uh, you know, a, a free health uh, defense four model being significant for the strats and schemes, you know what I mean? Like a piglet. <laughs> well, piglets, yeah, I mean, fair enough. But, fair enough, fair enough. But piglets don't serve you tea. Sassy pig's never given anyone tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least you get to resummon them. You can't win the walking cannons die. But this is where the card cycling comes in, isn't it? Because yes. these guys like to sit at the back and they can help with that, can't they? 100%. So they have resupply. So one thing to note about Cavalier is that Cavalier has card draw, but it's not really the same card draw. They essentially they draw cards from their discard pile, and usually the low cards. Yeah, so just a bin for heat of battle, basically. Exactly. I think there are only two triggers in, in the actual keyword that gets you a card. I believe Watson's is one, and I believe Tull's Good for a Laugh is another. And Tull 2 lets you get around it a bit more as well, because he lets you generate cards from, from heat of battle, which we'll get to. But generally speaking, um, the six cards you draw at the start of your turn are going to be the six cards that you're going to that are going to be the highest cards you're going to have yeah. in your hand uh, outside of those two triggers. Um, so the 
the walking cannons have the resupply, which is where they get to, you get to draw a, a, a card of value of five or less through me discard Kyle. Pile. It can't be a joker. Discard no. Kyle. Discard Kyle. You just literally have a minion who you <laughs> yeah, think yeah. Discard Kyle. It's like Coop uh, all over again. He gets next to my uh, discard pile and he, he, he you know, gives me a thumbs up. <laughs> um, yeah, but it can't be a joker, so no black joker shenanigans. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they're basically getting you the cards back so that you can do heater battle, essentially. Cool. So that's basically the front end. Uh, the back end wise, they have Howitzer. <laughs> the what end? The back end of the card, they've got Howitzer, um, which is 18 inches, but it's only stat four. Uh, it goes against against defense. It, it does get to ignore line of sight if you're into a scheme or assault marker, the target that is. And you, the target suffers one blast, two blast, three blast. So thankfully, this is not enemy only, so you can blast operatives. You with can impunity. blast operatives, and you can blast your own models, which might be counterproductive in certain situations and it generally will be because um, I don't know why you would blast your models with this but uh, the options there I guess um, but they do have a fantastic trigger which is target to strike uh, removing enemy ski marker touching the blast marker drop by this action nice now obviously we're talking about stat 4 here you're going to have to pick your targets uh, whether your opponents run out of cards or whether you, you're going to have to low will defense stuff but uh, it can really net you some anti-scheming uh, if you're able to get, you know, if it's a nice golems in the middle of the board and there's a scheme marker, um, you know, they're trying to score something, you can just go, nah, nah, mate, nah, uh, with with that uh, targeted strike. Uh, so it is, a, it, is a nice, it is a very valuable trigger, but it has to be, a, you, you, it has to be used at the right time and the right target. Yeah. Um, tactical action-wise is where we get, we get some very interesting um, stuff because we've got, Always ready with T, which is two inch range and needs no flip. It is once per activation, but you end the condition on the target, and if the target is a cavalier model, heals two. Fantastic, absolutely I mean, brilliant. Yeah, that's really good. Fucking brilliant. That the downside, obviously, is just that the movement four and the and they are relatively easy to kill if you if you get them in the wrong position. So you have to be very careful with them. They are they are not going to be. It's difficult to sort of position them in a good place where they can get the most out of always ready with T and not die instantly. Uh, but if you can get there, that's a fantastic trigger, an absolutely fantastic trigger. And then they also have recalibrate. Again, doesn't need a flip, 18 inches. You target a scheme marker, an assault marker, uh, ignoring line of sight, and it's friendly, I should say. And then you can't target it more than once, uh, but you get to push the target two inches in any direction. So if, if a scheme marker is in, you want to move a scheme marker cheekily to a point where you need to get to. You or chuck an assault marker if the, if the action's moved. It's quite Exactly. Clever, it? Or you can move an assault marker. It's so fantastic. Kind of, you can kind of bait and switch with those assault markers a little bit more then. A hundred percent. So if someone, if someone, if you realize you've messed up with the assault markers or you just need to move them, the cannons can get you there. And remember that tool one can order the cannons to do an action so you can order them to recalibrate as well. Nice. Um, so you can, and because it's only once per activation, you could get told to do it in his turn, get them to move the scheme marker, and then then turn comes, you can move the scheme marker again. Then the other cannon goes, move that same scheme marker again, essentially. So, like, can you recalibrate? Like, I'm just thinking where these guys are on the battlefield. Are they just hidden behind a building because they can recalibrate a marker to then ex- ignore line of sight with the howitzer? Yeah. <laughs> Coward! Like, <laughs> they, are, they are, they are walking cannon, Tom. Yeah. They don't because know you want that extra, you want that extra TN, so you might as well just sit them in the back. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I with these guys, you know, it's, I'm usually recalibrating or I'm focusing on how it's in, or maybe recalibrating to an answer. Always ready for tea if I have to, but again, it it, it does mean making them a bit more vulnerable. So I, you've got to be careful. Yeah. Um, but they're fantastic. They're an absolutely fantastic yeah. totem. So, so they sit um, at the back, basically. Yeah. A hundred percent. And the, the thing is, they are a massive target because obviously they've got those three actions, but then we're told one. Yeah. Yeah. So one, you're also making them TNs for their uh, bombardment higher yeah. with each cannon. So these are these never hit turn five for me because they are always um, basically something with a leap goes one. after them. Yeah, war pig, war pig killed two, <laughs> war pig, war pig killed two <laughs> of them. Um, I think Modric killed them as well. You know, it's they are they are <coughs> public enemy number one. So yeah, anything you can yo yo into them basically. Essentially, but they're fun. They are really good. They are great totems. Very very nice. So there's two of them. They're on forty mil bases, which is mm-hmm. nice and chonky. Um, and then the next thing that comes. Oh, oh no! We'll just <laughs> cut, little we'll rocket is it, oh, The tiny gentleman. <laughs> the tiny gentleman. Uh, the tiny gentleman. Ow. Right. This is where the podcast went off the rails last time because he's been bloody erratas and he's still stupid. <laughs> On paper, I should say, as someone who's not played against. <laughs> right. First of all, let, let's deal with the tiny elephant in the room, Chris. Why do we call him the tiny gentleman? <laughs> because he's allegedly size three. But he's not much bigger than a Bayou Gremlin. Lanky Ophelia Gremlin is bigger than him. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, I, I need to put, you know, the giant, the tall Gremlin from Soma and St. Seamus's, you yeah. know, the uh, White Rabbit Company. I need yeah. to put him next to the King's Wall just to see which one is oh, tall. Mate, it'll be no comparison. Like, we call him the King's Curb for a reason. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said on the Discord, right, you know, uh, <laughs> height and range, it just distorts as soon as you go through that portal. It makes no sense in Malifaux, okay? I think I sort of be like, but he's crouching down. It's like, even if he stood up. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's, a, he's a small man. So, that, that female totem of Ophelia is bigger than his, the one that's blasted backwards. Yeah. She's size one. It is. <laughs> Right, okay. So, the King's Wall. No, nah, that's it, we're done. We don't need to talk about this guy. <laughs> yeah, right, we'll move on, shall he's we? Not so, he's not nine soul stones. I don't care what anyone says. You're wrong. <laughs> he's, he's, okay. He fails the Carver test. <laughs> Carver just needs to have, like, bigger scissors, mate. That's all, that's all he's, your He's just is. too big, that's why. Like, put him in armour and shrink him by two-thirds. He'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, defence seven. Kill me now. Defence seven. Um... Willpower five, movement five, size three. He's a henchman as well, I should say. Um, uh, defense seven is, is, is really good. Someone at Weird has got a real hard on for armored things with shields. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's the new thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, front of the cards, he's got his armor one, which is great. Uh, he has the confident stance, which basically animals <laughs> <laughs> end the charge actually within three, and that's an aura. Uh, they take two damage. Uh, so I love the idea terrorist. of like beating his chest and being like, "Go!" No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure what what he does in that instance, but uh, he, 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 he does two damage to him. So it's uh, just that much of a chad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it must be. He must be. So he's got that confident stance. Uh, does two damage if anybody charges. It, it, it sort of makes your friends. Friends, your enemies, your, your opponents, I should say, um, 
sort of pause. Mate, as a Vix player, like I'm already crying off to one stat and one ability. Well, yeah, with, with Nekima, because Nekima wants the multi-charge. Yeah. And it's just like... She's just going to keep getting pinged and it's not going to black blood. Yeah, yeah. So he's the first He's the first model to have here in your battle. Um, so uh, that's... that's You will see that now on, on all the models. Uh, he has got Lathoff. So basically, he's got a, he has got a leadline coat on essentially because he's got an armor one and laugh off. Uh, he can't have a leadline coat because he's a construct, uh, but he's got one um, <laughs> built on his card, um, and he has the symbol of the realm. Other basically, other friendly cavalry models may ignore the minuses on their attack actions when targeting an enemy model engaged by this model. Already, that that, that means you're ignoring friendly fire, and you're ignoring manipulative. You're ignoring serene countenance, concealment. Basically, any minus to any to attacks against anything he's engaging ignore is is basically going to be at least a straight flip. Oh, fantastic! Absolutely fantastic. Because obviously, again, we said told it doesn't ignore friendly fire, but with the king's wall, it essentially does. Uh, the second part of it is also good because he also is a scheme marker for the purposes of heat of battle. So you can you can use him for heat of battle. Um, so if there isn't a scheme back nearby, then you can use the King's Wall instead um, as your heat of battle target, which is fantastic. It's good um, job the back of his card sucks. Yeah. Chris, do you want to talk about the back of his card? <laughs> uh, not no. really, mate. It's no? Uh, no? disgusting. No, I will do. I will do. He's a uh, couple of tactical actions, bulldoze. We've seen it before. Stat five, target number 10, push him up to his move in any direction, ignoring other models markers and terrain for every marker move through he drops a scrap marking base contact with it and then removes it and if you pass through enemy models they've got to take a target number 13 move you will also for two damage and staggered but he has a trigger on a tome not built in create an opening until the end phase friendly cavalier models may move through but can't end on any impassable terrain that he moved through during the action which is a lot of text basically being that king's wall can make his friendly models ignore other walls Yes, essentially so. And I like the, I love the idea because it's because it's only like end of turn. Um basically, I like the idea I like the idea that basically they go through this building, he crashes through this building. It's the Kool-Aid man. And then everybody else goes through it, but then they rebuild the building as they're going so that uh, you know so that nobody else can Because they're British. Yeah, exactly. We'll just rebuild that for you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about your lounge, sir. <laughs> Does he just have like an apologetic model? Like he bursts through and he's like, so sh- oh, and, and there's just someone behind go, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, there's like sorry. a bricklayer. There's like a pr- construction crew that follows around. Is there a Canadian model behind just to say sorry for <laughs> <him>? <laughs> He has the quick action, I've got your back, just to cement his role as kind of a defensive midfielder. Uh, seven target number 10, six inch range, target another engaged friendly model and they're placed into base contact with him. And on a ram with that, he can gain shielded for himself. Because shield one and armor one and defense, defense seven, seven is, 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 is really good. Uh, and then two attack actions. He's got his enhanced fists, which is range <laughs> one. Uh, it's good. I'm glad he's only got a one inch melee range, actually, because uh, yeah. with his symbol of the realm, a two inch would be even better. Ridiculous. 40 mil base. Uh, range one, stat six against defense, two, four, six damage. A lovely spread. The ram trigger to, again, give him shielded plus one with defensive reflexes or a mask trigger for King's Glory. Once per turn, another friendly model that shares a keyword with him may take a 
gun action against the target. Are you stoning um, for that, Courtney, just because of his symbol of the realm? Uh, yeah, and because it, it doesn't say non-master, so yeah. um, no, there's no range. <laughs> <laughs> no range on it. Uh, and then his other attack actions, a nice little shield slam, one inch range, stat six with a built-in crow against defense. Target suffers one damage and is pushed two inches in any direction. And the crow But it's not you... two inches, Chris, is it? It's up to two inches. No, I mean, what comes next? Because the crow built Oh, the in. days, yeah. The days trigger, which gives him stunned and pushes them an extra three inches in any direction. So it's five so inches in stunned and Five damage. inches in stunned, yeah. And, uh, I, I, do, I, I do love the idea with the days trigger that he slams somebody with a shield and then they dramatically, like... They fall back through the hole inches. in the building that he's made. Yeah, they can double, like, two inches and then three inches round the corner. I just love the idea that they're like, oh, it's, oh! It's the, it's the Ric Flair flop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he takes a few steps and they just fall. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So I hate this model and I've not played against it. Yeah, it's like, a great it's a great model. He his so the balance changes, I think this model is the one that's whose role has changed the most. Uh previously he would he could essentially stop your opponent from really attacking other models because I think they put them on the negative. Uh, he used to be uh, essentially in the center of your crew. Uh, making yeah. sure that nobody else could really get any damage on them uh, because it would just be really difficult for your opponent. They took that away and changed it with confidence stance. Now the King's Wall is up, up, up close and personal. He wants to get in. He wants to uh, get maximize that symbol of the realm. Get he his mates be, out of trouble. Exactly. He wants to be using bulldoze. He's just essentially getting stuck in. Um, you know, with Defense 7, Armor 1, um, 9 health as well, and he's a henchman, he, he's, he can be difficult to sort of deal with. Obviously, his weakness is that willpower. He's got average willpower. And if you're facing something like Pandora... If you or, stun him, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're going against Pandora or um, Dreamer, who can who has a lot of willpower attacks, uh, he's not going to be as valuable. And if you but, bury him with Tara. <laughs> exactly. But but a lot of crews, this model is going to go in and he's going to be your linchpin in the, in, in the front line. How Just, long does he last until the end of the game, Courtney? How often is he still standing? Because that's what terrifies me about him. Um, I you can think, throw like 16 attacks at him and he'll still sod him be there because he's a henchman yeah I, I, I've i had him survive the end of the game quite quite a few times out of the few yeah, games that's that I've not played surprise me, yeah. because uh, there's a bit of healing in this crew as well so it is able to sort of keep him up but I, I'm a lot of the crews that I face haven't really had a lot of good willpower attacks Yeah. so I imagine if we were to play and you took, Dream, uh, took uh, Pandora he wouldn't last very long uh, because you would just beat him to, with his with his own shield. with his own enhanced fists, fists. <laughs> <laughs> fists uh, more than likely and also he doesn't like arm, uh, uh, armor penetration as well um but yeah overall he's a great he's a great henchman i take him a lot more than i don't but for uh, nine soul I, stones he's really yeah, good. yeah. I, think the only, I think the only chances where you don't take him is either but one you you know you're playing a setup like a scheme strat setup where you're not going to have a central point where people are going to fight. Yeah. Uh, and then he's, he's not as valuable. Or against and if you, or something like that. that yeah. Or, or, or basically you're not having like, you're not going to have a scrum somewhere where he's going to be able to sort of get in. Um, and in that case, it's probably not as worth. And also if you're going against somebody that can go get much target him a lot more of the willpower attacks. Yeah. I think that I'd be a bit more hesitant to take him, but 90% of the time I like the King's wall. I think he's, he provides, so what a good stuff for the crew. Chris? Nothing further to add to that, Your Honour. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I want this model in the bin. <laughs> like, I will give a limited edition mo- model of some sort that's knocking around in this office to the first person that 3D prints the Kool-Aid man and uses that in their crew. But it has to be tiny. It has to be tiny <laughs> on a 40 mil base. It has to be like those um, puppet riders where the, the scenic base has to be 90% of your modeling on there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the bounty on the King's Wall's head now. I give it a shield. Yeah. And I want to see it in action. Yeah. And I want a shield that just says like social Darwinism on it. <laughs> that, that's, the that's the symbol of the realm right there yeah this is it like the scoundrels get things errata by nagging weird i'm gonna get something errata by bullying the model into exist out of existence <laughs> work with the hat too it worked with lilith so anyway <laughs> we've got uh we've got some minions that are still knocking around in this and they're they're rather good these minions from what i remember they kind of break the five soul stone curse that Courtney often talks about yes yes the sappers I, I like to think that actually Mal, uh, Madness and Malfoy and also some of the normal DRFs that have been going on um, have done a, a good job of sort of bringing these five stone minions back to um, usability uh, and I think the sappers are, are a good a good show of a model that is good um, and at five cost they're not always in every list but when you do take them they are useful um, so a sapper is a five cost minion, obviously. It's a um, mon from Legend of Korra. That's what it is. Yeah, can't um, look at those masks and not think of either Court of Owls or a mon. Oh yeah, I'm glad that you brought the masks up because the masks are a very weird design choice. Because the masks are on these and on the Rocketeers, but um, on no other models. And I don't quite understand what the masks are. Like what? what, what did, even though like the fluff in Madness of Malifaux doesn't talk about what why what the masks are supposed to be. Um, Fetish. I, I, yeah, I just don't get them. They're not, they're cool, but I just don't understand why, like, sappers and rocketeers wear masks. What's, what's cavalier having, is it so that people can't identify them? Like, uh, like executioner masks and stuff like that. So maybe they're, they're, maybe they're like the, um, oh, what are the Arcanist versatiles called? The, the, oh, the ones that are basically saboteurs. Saboteurs. Maybe I, don't, maybe, I don't know. I'd love to, I'd love weird to actually explain what that is. But anyway, um, they are average statted, but they do have an inbuilt uh, mask on their defense, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Um, so they've got duck and cover, uh, which is very prominent in this crew, which is prominent, very good in this crew because uh, it, they get to ignore all the nukes that are coming in above their heads. Blasts <laughs> and aura effects, if you wish. So that's enemy and ally. So yeah, they're ignoring blasts, they're ignoring pulses, they're all ignoring all that sort of stuff. Quite very useful in avoiding their own stuff, but also their enemy's stuff. Um, great. Uh, they've got Gunfighter, which nice. Very good. Uh, heat of Battle. We already talked about Heat of Battle. It's fantastic. Stealth means that you know you can't target somebody six inches away. And they've got that that trigger, which is inbuilt on the defense, which is quick getaway. Uh, enemy only after resolving, you can push the model five inches in any direction. Oh, so maneuverable. Five. Like having, yeah. having played the captain who has that, like it's crazy how much you can move having it built in I is so good had a one game against dave allen where he charged the malasaurus rex against the sapper he just run the length of the board away he missed <laughs> the sapper ran away he then pulled it in with its tail he then attacked it missed again and he ran away <laughs> he was so bad it was so funny it was absolutely right. What are you doing to me? <laughs> what? What? Quick out! Where was that? Oh, what? What do you mean it goes five inches away? 
Yeah, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> for literally anyone that. in Holophone, they're not going to understand that reference, but that accurately summarises Dave's response <laughs> to anything that has any defensive tech in any game. <laughs> Why is he not dead yet? Um, so, uh, yeah, they've got five health, so average amount of health. <laughs> Why is doesn't it? Euripides 2 have quick getaway? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, we've talked about the front of the card. Chris, do you want to talk about the back of the card? Go on then, yeah. So they have a nice tactical action, exploit weakness. Stat 5 target number 10, built-in tome. Look at the top two cards of the opposing player's fate deck and place them back in any order. With the tome mm-hmm. trigger giving you radio to command, choose a non-joker card in your discard pile with a value of less, 5 or less, and add it to your control hand. So the yeah, card so this is, another, this is another way of getting, um, like the cans, getting one of those low cards into your hand, back into your hand, sorry, so that you can use the Fajita battle. Yeah, and it's always good to fuck with your opponent's deck as well, uh, especially when there's no resist on that. You can just 100%. need a five of anything for it to go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have two attack actions, both of which have a six-inch range, which is good because they have stealth. If you can't attack them, they're not attacking you, basically. Yes. Uh, first one's the trench gun, stat five against defense. It ignores friendly fire, and it's two three three damage with a blast on moderate and severe. Mm-hmm. So. It's fine. It's a five-cost minion. And the mm-hmm. second one's Disrupt Supply Line, uh, which is a stat three with a built-in positive against the willpower. Yes. Uh, enemy only, and the target must discard a random card with a trigger, a potential trigger, drawn out secrets on its own to drop a scheme marker in base contact with the target. Um, yes. How often are you using that one, Courtney? A lot. So Disrupt Supply Line is, is the one that I go for more than Trench Gun, actually, uh, really? because... Yeah, because if average willpower is five, you're getting a plus flip on that. And if you opponent cheats, you've won already. Let's put it this way. You've already won because they've had to cheat a card. Uh, and if you were able to get it off, they're discarding the card anyway, which again, you win. Um, so it's a very valuable... I actually really like that that attack action. Uh, and with, this, with the trigger itself for scheme markers, this GG, you want scheme markers out. So being able to use that to just get a free scheme marker out is great. Trench gun is good. I don't, don't discredit trench gun. Um, but it, again, it's two, three, three, and you need to be six inches in, which makes you a bit too, which gets you a bit too close for my liking. Um, I use it to finish stuff off, you know, but um, a disrupt supply line, I like. I like that as an ability. I, when I first looked at it, I was like, "This why sat free? Oh God!" Yeah, but actually, when you really think about it, it it's actually it, it it works really well because if your opponent uh, doesn't have any cards in the hand and these guys go and they're able to force you, or even if they've only got a couple of cards and they're able to force those cards out of the hand, um, yeah, great. I, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. They are really, really solid. Like, yeah. I can't see anything that makes me look at them and think, yeah, they're not doing good work every game. Yeah, they're, they're brilliant. They don't go in every list, but if I if I have a lot of stones and I want to, I need an extra model, I definitely consider a sapper. Like, they are definitely useful to have. And just to, just to have an extra way of getting a card back in your hand is great. But, yeah, um, I, I love sappers. Yeah, the hardest problem is that they're in a keyword that has a load of minions that you want to take. Yeah, that's the only issue is that they're, they're very stacked keywords. Like, everything has its uses. Yeah. Um, so it's difficult to really slot them in. Um but they do. They have ended up quite a few lists. So, so that's it. So it, that brings us into the core box, and we can say with hand on heart that premature these models are going to find their way into a list. Hundred percent. So, 
Shall we go to Into the Fray, which mm. features perhaps one of the most infamous models that is in this crew? Mm-hmm. So Into the Fray are your, your speedy boys and yes. girl. And uh, you've got your other henchmen in here. Yes. Now, before you introduce her, I'm going to ask Chris what she is and what she does. And then I'll allow you to fill in the non-expletive parts. Okay. Can we just get um, Courtney to explain what her name is? Yes. <laughs> can, you, can you make sure you pronounce it correctly? Yeah. So, unfortunate for Louisa Fusi, which is her name, I've, for some reason, got it in my head that her name is Teresa. So I call her Teresa <laughs> every single time that I'm going to meet Louisa. And I met, yeah, probably M-Dubs that has uh, done this to me. I'm, I'm surprised there's no Dappy model somewhere. Um, <laughs> Sappy. Could be called Sappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sappy. <laughs> Sappy. Um, so, Louisa. 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 There's a third one. I'm Felice. just getting her wrong. <laughs> Louisa. Louisa Fusi. Henchman. <laughs> she's a construct, uh, but she's living as well. Uh, she's defense five, willpower five. I'm, so, I'm sorry, you've jumped in here. Chris, I want to hear your opinion on what this scumbag oh, oh, Sorry, was. sorry. I, I, I was just trying to get, get ahead of the Don't game be professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a prick. She's an absolute <laughs> prick, this one. She's a lovely and, and, Italian lady. And this is right? Arata saying that as well. She's a lovely Italian lady. No, you're wrong. Yeah. She she is yeah. what I view the Bayou like emissary as, but two soulstones less and even more annoying. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. So we'll run through the stats in a perfectly non-biased way. <laughs> Defense five, willpower five's fine. Movement seven, because she's on a strange monocycle track. Attractor mono- cycle. Yeah, that. Size three. Um, and she actually the, looks size three, unlike the girl. Yeah, Talisa herself is the same height as the King's Wall. And then it's on top of a bike. <laughs> I think she's bigger, actually. She's got a bigger base. She's bigger. I think she's taller, actually. Like she's crouching. She's crouching. <laughs> <laughs> Armor one, don't mind me. And trample, so can move through anything, reduces damage, and can interact even when she's engaged or disengaged. She's got heat of battle because she's a cavalier. Yay. Four AP. Uh, and that's that's it really for the front of a card. Can um, I just say, can I just say as well, I love the fact I I've said this multiple times, but I love the fact that she is literally on a tractor motorcycle. The idea being that it's good for like all terrain and she doesn't ignore severe terrain. She just ignores people. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this the issue the goat used to have in Explorers that it literally couldn't like see over anything? Even though it was well, literally it, designed it, it, to like it's see. It's interesting things. because yeah. originally, yeah, because originally she ignored like ter- she ignored people severe terrain at vertical distance, which means she, she could just like drive vertically up a wall. <laughs> you got the king's wall who goes through buildings, and she just goes stupid. over them. So they've got the one stupid end to the other stupid end. It's like Tron, she just leaves like a coloured laser and just goes up it. Yeah, exactly. She was like on a Tron bike. <laughs> so they just have a, it just makes me laugh. I can understand why it got changed, but it just makes me laugh that now she just, oh God, she hates Forrest, but that baby over there, she'll be over that in a second. <laughs> She'd be fine with the rumbling. She'd go straight through it. Yeah, she would rumbling. She wouldn't care. Them she'd, she'd be, she'd be all, she'd be all the way for him, mate. <laughs> right. The back of her card is absolutely laden with triggers and stuff. So, can we do the tactical first? 
Yes. Oh, that's the so, worst part. That's why I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> so the tax yeah. collection is claim the land. It's stat six needed 12. It's one's per activation, yeah, because yes. of heat of battle. Heat of battle is a yeah. Thing. yeah, exactly. Plus his model alters move in inches. Then this model may take the interactive action. So she just does a two AP thing. Yes. Just yeah, cause. For a six. It's, she just pushes seven inches got, and interacts for, for a six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got two fantastic triggers on it as well. <laughs> hop up, hop on. She suddenly becomes a rider because she rider can just take somebody with it. Yeah, he's got a rider with me. Seven yeah. inch rider me though. Yeah, exactly. exactly. With, the base with a free interact at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, she's got plow through. So you know that baby, what she's going to use is going to be even worse. Uh, so she gets some what she tries to be. I don't know. I don't know. There are those titans. Well, it's going to get even worse for a minute, isn't it? Because if she runs, if she drives through a fairy model, then she gets his shield. I just, I, I don't know. Get, she just runs them over and gives him a flat jacket. Okay, okay, I'm putting a second bounty out now for whoever sculpts Louisa in ODM gear <laughs> kicking a baby in the face. <laughs> I will also give a limited edition model too. <laughs> so she's going, so any family model, she gets, she gets plus one. But if it's an enemy, there's TN12 movement draw, suffer two damage. So nice trigger on it as well. Claiming the land is such a versatile tactical action because, again, you can oh, you use think, it to, You think it is. You think it's versatile. So the, the obvious one is that she moves seven inches and then she interacts. But the other way she can do it is you can move seven inches, she puts a scheme marker down, and that sets her up for heat of battle, which I've used. And then you're basically getting free move free moves out of her, essentially. Um, because I basically had her on one side of the table, um, had her move 16 inches. I was going to say, she done a lap of the board yet. <laughs> yeah, she moved 16 inches because she moved in claiming the van. She dropped the scheme marker and then heated battled and then had her move again. Um, so I'm not very good with maths, but that is a lot, whole lot of inches. So... Uh, she's fantastic at getting where she needs to be and obviously we don't mind me as well which is very pertinent in this GG uh, claiming one is fantastic in this, and I can 100% see why it's got ones per activation on it but you know if you take a lawyer in, in Cavalier um, you could get them to obey her to do it again you know that, yeah it's got to keep up with her but I suppose you could just give it a ride <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I'm, I'm, I, she, the Italian lady has taken a lawyer with her while she kicks babies in the face <laughs> with all the MGM I mean that's I mean that's I think that's thematically very uh, suitable to be honest with you. As we um, read the rest of her card, can I just reiterate this is an eight soulstone model. Yeah. Post errata. Henchman. Yeah. Continue. Henchman. So she's got catch in the treads. So it's range one, stat five against defense. It, you place tr- Louisa anywhere within one inch of the target, which is really good. Especially if you attack a with a 50 mil base, that's quite a move. Uh, then the target suffers one free four damage and gains injured one. And actually it's great because she moves before she does damage. So if she kills the model, she's still got that movement first, um, which is really nice. She's also got the reposition trigger on it, so she gets to move three inches. Fantastic. So she can get away. She everybody engages her, she can get herself away quite easily um, between claiming the land and this. Uh, she's also got Soul, Soul Stone Flare, which is a bonus action. Yeah, this one um, makes Jesse sad because this is yeah. a really good this one. This is a lot better than Jesse's. So range 10, stat 8, TN 12, shockwave 2, willpower 13, damage 1, distracted 1. Even more importantly, especially in this GG, until the end phase, any models that fail to resist the shockwave cannot take the interact action. Uh, so this can really shut down uh, like scheme runners 
massively. Um, if, if someone's on the flank and she's there, she can so-so flare them. Yeah, it's willpower 13. It is passable. But depending on how late they've left it, they might not have cards in their hand to be able to cheat it. Um, so it's great. And she's got some fantastic triggers. Reposition, again, really good. Uh, and the fact is you only need a, a four of mass to get that is really good as well. And then trace explosive compound until the end phase. Animals that fail to resist the shockwave suffer damage from a blast, a pulse, or an aura effect. They suffer an additional one damage. I just so, imagine she's like hepped up on some sort of narcotic going, gotta go fast every time yeah. she does something. So she works really well with uh, quite a, a lot of models in the QA, especially Till, because uh, the only thing with this trigger is that uh, Soul Sun Flare, you want to use it early. Sometimes it just, the, the it, it, it wants you to, it kind of forces you to go early with Louisa. And sometimes you don't want to go loyal with Louisa. So you don't, you, you don't end up getting the benefit of Trace Explosive Compounds or the Interacts or the, being able to stop them from interacting. So it is a bit of, it is sometimes not pertinent because sometimes you want to go later with Louisa so you can scheme without being bothered. Um, but if you were able to go away with a Trace Explosive and that Soulstone Flare, if they fail it, um, it's nasty. It's just, it's whether that it, again, if you have to go early, then they're going to have cards, so they're going to be able to cheat away from it. It's, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. But uh, if you're able to, it's like Magical Christmas Land. If you're able to get that Soul Sun Fire off early with that Trace Explosive Compounds, they're going to get hurt, which is where I think she worked, that trigger works a lot better with Tolt 1 because obviously the Explosive's got the bombardment happens at the end phase so even if you activate her late she's still going to be pertinent if you understand what I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's still going to be pertinent because uh, even though all your mother models may have gone you still got to worry about that compact that bombard coming down uh, and you may not have cards to sort of cheat that TN duel of the uh, Soul Stone Flare um, so this was the point in the last recording where I fully went off the rails so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the mouth. Courtney I just need you to do one thing for me Mm-hmm. I need you to justify how that is eight soul stones. Um, I can't. And this is coming from someone who plays candy. All right. Like, um, um. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. I think it's it's it's, 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 yeah, a, it is, it's a difficult one. It, she's very very good, but she at least in GG three, GG four might be different now. But GG three, she wasn't always getting a place in the crew. But that wasn't because she's bad. That was because you, you had a minion that there's also in this box that did her job as well. Yeah. Uh, that was a bit cheaper. But Louisa is really good in this GG because don't mind me, had a step up with the amount of scheme markers that are in use now uh, in GG4. Uh, and you can put Leadline Court on her as well to make her super. Uh, super, super, super tanky, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the downside is if you don't, if you're not doing that, then she's def- she's defensive five, she's willpower five, she's right on that arm and them soul stones to keep her alive. Yeah, and she's going to be a hot target. Like size, she she, I said the cannons at Apple with enemy number one. You see this Italian lady driving towards you. She's she's dying. She, she, she's a <laughs> she's dying. And that's the, like yeah. eight soul stones in the game because I've just scanned through them. It is that kind of middle ground of like everything with the dot Philip and the nanny, but everything is really good at yeah, eight soul stones. But <laughs> yeah. like like you know, there are a lot of things knocking yeah. around in there that we consider to be very very good. But just because she's got that speed attached. She feels yeah. like, um, I know she's not, I would never cost her at 11, but she feels like one of those 11 Soulstone big boys. Yeah, I think if you've got, if the table has a lot of severe 
um, Makes it terrain. Sad. It slows her down. Now, she did get a, a movement buffed, so she is movement seven now. Um, so it's not as bad, but if there's a lot of severe, she might struggle just because she might get slowed down a lot. Or if there's just things she needs to bob and weave through. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So she's not always an auto pick, but she's certainly great. And she, I, I do think in GG4 you'll see a lot of her because, like, she, she, as a package, she's just brilliant. Yeah, she's just great. Chris, have you got any parting experiences or words? <sighs> she just... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she, Dislike. Yeah, just uh, the maneuverability of her is is ridiculous. I know you say OC is like the the version of the the Bayou one, but um, oh, this is she's worse. So far on the board, she's scheming. She, she yeah, she just goes wherever she wants, and you can't really do much to her. And that trace explosive compound, you need to you need to make sure you pass that willpower jewel because your crew's fucked if you fail that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So that takes us to the other speedy boys that are in the box, which is more masks. Yes, uh, so these are the other masks. What are yeah. the masks, weird? Tell these me what are, the masks are about. I appreciate <laughs> these guys, though, because these guys suplex people, so like, they I'm do. immediately <laughs> on board. Yeah, so we have the Rocketeers. Uh, they are stat seven. Oh, sorry, seven costs, sorry. Ooh, it's not stat seven. You're just uh, so used uh, to staying in stat seven. Tom, Tom, knew it, Tom knew he had a seizure, then figured it was another stat seven. Model. No, 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 there's cost I'll seven. put my table back down. Yeah, the defense five, willpower five, six movement, size two. Uh, minion two as well, so you're getting two of these guys. Uh, armor one, flight. I mean, flight's great. You can go terrain. Um, flight with a two-inch melee and, is very good. Exactly. <laughs> flight with a two-inch melee, terrain, engagement. They just don't care. Um, heat of battle as well for getting that third AP. Uh, and they are sort of seven health. So the front of the card's pretty straightforward. The back of the card is where it gets interesting. Chris, do you want to go for the back of the card? Yeah, the back of the card's absolutely fine. I yes. quite like the back of this card. They have two quick actions. They have onward, uh, stat seven. There's your stat seven, Courtney. Target number 12. <laughs> they can take is. the walk action uh, with the tome Which trigger. Which with fly, they can just bounce. Yeah, yes. exactly. Six inches, they can fly wherever they want. Uh, tome trigger for afterburn, which pulses out uh, target number 10 defense jewel or two damage to any enemies within it. Within it. Then they have another quick action. Within it. Uh, All right, slippy, calm down. We're doing a barrel roll. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) The other quick actions light it up. We have a third bounty now. (laughs) 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 The other quick action light it up, which is a 10-inch shockwave. Stat 6 target number 11. You choose one type of non-scheme marker. And you remove any number of markers of the chosen type touching a pulse generated by this shockwave, and it's shockwave two. But it's also a defense eleven mm-hmm. jewel that causes burning two as well. So it's it's a lot of mm-hmm. everything on that shockwave. Mm-hmm. Can these more- go in Keris's keyword, please? I know. Can yeah. I have these? Amazing. The, I think mean, the more power, the more valuable part is just getting rid of those talk, uh, markers, yeah, get trapped, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any kind of mark, even the. Um, the, the the blocking indestructible type markers as well, normally ice pillars yeah. and things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, they have Tom's favourite attack action, Up We Go, or Suplex City as it's otherwise known. Two-inch range, <laughs> stat two against size, can't target models with flight, place the target anywhere within three inches of its current position and two, three, four damage. With a mask trigger, 
of it's a bird, it's a dirigible. It's, a, it's Pepper or Slippy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where enemy models within a two-inch pulse gain distracted. That's really good if you just eat them in the middle of an enemy crew yeah. and you've got a decent Really mask. good. There's no... Um, no willpower test or anything for them to take they just gain distracted yeah, there's a lot of distracted one. in this crew i think we should have mentioned at the start it's kind of their sub theme they chuck a lot of distracted out yeah absolutely which as an ivan player chris i'm sure you don't mind as everyone else in the world it's not great yeah against ivan it was great uh, the operatives that <laughs> <laughs> ignored all his enemy only bullshit and then <laughs> yeah there is a, there, I, I did really consider it before there is a couple of uh, there's a good of thread of distracted yeah and then he's got ignite fumes which is really tasty yes that six a story that five six inch range against movement and it's one two three damage with blasts on all of them models damaged game burning one and then the mask triggers mass hysteria to push models damaged up to three into any direction and the tome triggers incendiary grenades and when resolving the target suffers another blast damage and gains an additional burning two so yeah those are both good <laughs> anything clustered yeah. there is absolutely going to get mullered by it mass hysteria is a complete line breaker with that oh yeah yeah, it just as someone scatters. who has Master Syria and their entire crew, like that will scatter everyone with a blast. Yeah, absolutely. I will actually just sorry. I will just say I just gone through all the models. I think they actually are the only model that actually gives that distracted. No, we so, didn't. We have one earlier. No, which one? I don't know. Like probably King's <laughs> Curb or something. No, he doesn't give out. He gives out stunned. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm adding it. I'm adding it to the theme. <laughs> so yeah, okay. They got distracted. Fair. Okay. <laughs> So, Courtney, how often are we taking these? So, with Rocketeers, what I'm doing is I usually always have one, and then I have a second slot that is either a Rocketeer or Louisa, depending on nice. which one is going to be useful in that situation. Yeah. They just really got the great scheme runners. Like, but one would say onward basically means that they, they, they can move 12 inches and then interact. Uh, and because of flight, they're ignoring severe terrain, so they're getting around Louisa's weakness. They've up, up we go <laughs> Louisa's weakness. Um, two inch melee is, is is always useful, and up we go is a great ability. Yeah, uh, with an ignite flames is 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 pretty nice as well. You know what I mean? Gets move. I always love attack action. Gets move because you know move again is usually a five, so yeah, it's, it's always good. good. Yeah, exactly. These guys are just great. I just love them. So that's the end of that box, and that's where things start to get a little bit weird because it because it is a other side box. You then have to start fishing for models. Uh, yes, in the other side, and because it's got some models that are other side compatible, you've also got a weird model on its own. So let's. Let's well, you've deal. got two weird models on this yeah, one, actually. Let's, let's deal with the Enforce. Let's deal with the other the other big name from the Arata that happened in July. Yeah. Um, John Watson. John Watson. John Watson, oh, greatest like, healer that has ever lived. Oh, like, I, I, I would like to call him Bonkers McGee. Yeah, better than Jed sort of healing people. <laughs> According um, to a weird place, John Watson's the man who wrote the Sherlock Holmes novels. So there we go. Uh, yes. Um, he has a dog. Does that mean, hang on, so does that mean that John like Watson it? created the book and then inserted himself as a character in the Sherlock Holmes novels? Yeah, but like I said, who, who says it's not the dog that's John Watson? Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a point. We, we're assuming it's the man, but it yeah, could be the like dog. Yeah, we can't assume these things. Maybe Frederick is the man. Exactly. You know, exactly, you know. <laughs> you know, 
Hamid Surrett, man. You know, you know what, Tom? That's exactly right. This, that's how it is. It's not John Watson is the dog. Right, yeah. okay. Well, we're harking back so, to that. We need to give Tull's cat the, the proper respect it deserves because his cat is actually a, a sergeant named Walter. So, yes, uh, he's Sergeant Walter, you're right. He is Sergeant Everything Walter. has a bloody medal on it. Even the little teacup freaking cannons have like more medals. <laughs> it's the British most. Army. We give medals for Are everything. They're Ethel and Gertrude, <laughs> not cannons. Thank you very much. They're two beautiful ladies and you would respect them. Beautiful ladies. <laughs> anyway, John Watson was, yes. as far as I know, outside of the bubble of someone who's, like I said, not been in the Malifaux sphere for a little while, was absolute BS. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is, as far as I understand, Courtney, is they've just increased his cost no, to kind of make they, him work. They, they have changed a couple of things on Go him. Go on, then. So, um, John Watson, he's nine cost now. He used to be seven, which was stupid. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Um, uh, stats six, which I think is, is perfectly fine for a dog. Uh, willpower five, movement five. A bit slow for a dog, but he is carrying around. For, he is making Frederick walk around with him. So yeah, size two is quite big for a dog, though. Yeah, I'm assuming they're, they're taking size two from Frederick the man. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Uh, so uh, he would be size one, but you know there is. So help me out, Frederick. Obviously, getting Frederick to give him that meal so he can go help somebody, uh, as as a good doctor dog would do. When taking his sister emergency action, he can heal. He can do it to somebody that's in eight inches, ignoring line of sight to the two. Which emergency cigarette we'll talk about in a second is just like his basic heal action, but an yeah, yeah. range on it is awesome. He's got heal bowl. He's got grit sore bones, which basically means that if he's at half health, he's healing stuff at plus one. He's got quick cure, which is the usual support ability. If you assist somebody, you get fast. So you basically get to assist for free. Uh, he's got one and grow because obviously, you know, he's a dog. So he, he damage flips against family models within two inches, uh, suffer a minus flip. Fantastic. Yeah, you, you don't mess with his pet Frederick. Yeah, exactly. You don't mess with his pet Frederick or his or his friends. You know what I mean? You don't like that cat, though. That cat. That's, that you might him. You might rank him. You better stay. You might as well. You better stay frosty because John Watson's coming stay for him. Frosty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you were trying to think of a term that's militaristic, <laughs> yeah. and you went with stay frosty. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Navy Seal John Watson. <laughs> Well, that dog has done some good training, all right? <laughs> um, and he's, he's basically got one less health than he should do. He's on, he's on health eight. Um, so he's a good support model from the front. Chris, talk about how bonkers it gets when you look at the back of it. He's <laughs> the same as the Rocketeers in the way that he's got two attack actions and two tactical actions that are both quick actions. So we'll, we'll start with the quick actions. At the very bottom one's Doctor's Orders. Six-inch range, discard a card, friendly only, and move the target up to four inches. So mm-hmm. nice little bit of repositioning. Uh, is yeah, other quick action. Right. It's all right, isn't it? It's all right, four inches. It's all right. It's all right there. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, yeah, emergency Surrette's the other one. So again, quick action, two-inch range, stat six, target number 10, friendly only, heals one, two, three, and ends the poison condition. And of course, with his grit sore bones, if he's below half health, that'd be two, three, four healing. And then mm-hmm. his mask trigger on that is take two of these and call me in the morning, which is other cavalier only. It resolves any two of the following effects. So either gain shielder plus one, draws a card or moves up to two inches. So yeah, a lot going on with that one trigger there for a potential four of masks. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that mass that trigger is, is makes emergency threat. Even, uh, 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 the fact that you get to heal eight inches away and line of sight because of help me out, Frederick, and the yeah. fact that that trigger is so great is just it, yeah, it makes the model. But then we look at the attack actions, Chris. Yeah, he's got a fourteen-inch gun. Yeah, he's got <laughs> a fourteen-inch gun. gun. Uh, stat five against defense, two, three, five damage, no triggers. So, um, no that's triggers. All right. Yeah, the gun's good, uh, but there's yeah. another attack actually, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's got a little, little melee attack, <laughs> one inch range, stat six, because why not against defense? Two, three, five damage that ignores hard to kill, hard to wound, and armor. <laughs> It's just, it's just like what just with a tone trigger after resolving a friendly model within three heals one two three as well yeah. do you want to rename that attack to sod it I'll do it myself yeah. <laughs> I just love the boardroom I, I imagine the boardroom meeting at weird HQ it was just like we've got this support about John Watson he's a good support but we need to do something to make him interesting and someone was like well, let's just make him really kill it <laughs> Like, I think that would go down really well. Yeah, <laughs> give him his gun, give him like a, a stat six attack that ignores hard to kill Hunter with an armor. Look, they look they've looked at this card hard. twice. They looked at the card the first time they drafted it and when they errated it. They've not looked at it more than twice. Yeah. His entire existence has had two glances. Why is that attack? Why is this? I mean, here's the dog. It's sharp. He must have sharp teeth uh, because, like, to ignore armor. That's one good popper. Do we go hard, hard to kill? <laughs> yeah, it's, no. so, it's so egregious in a crew that has so much armour to just have a freaking dog that can do stat six, two, three, five and ignore armour. I know, I know. It's, it's just... The I love the mind. idea of Hoffman and his bloody power armour. His little freaking medic walks up and is like, no, none of that. Yeah. I've got a vibro sword. Frederick, give me the buzz saw. <laughs> <laughs> so uh safe to say this is a stupid model and the fact that it comes in its own little box is also stupid and yeah it needs another errata <laughs> yeah. yeah so the only uh, upside um, there is he's, he's cost nine he's, he's, he's only more got a eight wounds. List now. yeah he's, he's yeah. had he's i've struggled to slot him in because of that cost because once you once you've got your sort of base of your crew. I just went out of points for him. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do much to actually score you a lot of points. He, You basically take him if that medical tools is going to be useful, yeah. I think. Uh, I could, I, I, I'm interested to see how he, like, how other people play him, play uh, the keyword, to see if he'd use Watson a lot more. Well, yeah. I've always struggled to slot him in because it's just like, he's, he's, he's like, on the base of it, he's a support model. So you're like, okay, but then you're nine cost, you're like, oh. But then you look at the attack catch and you're like, well, what the hell is he, where's he supposed to go? Yeah, it's weird. I, like the emergency threat thing that helped me out, Frederick, it's almost like he wants to just be hidden behind a building healing yeah. things. But at the same time, it's like, no, you need to earn your nine soul stones. You need to get up the bloody board. Yeah, yeah, I think if I'm taking him, he's next to the King's Wall. He's just he's just beating people up as well. Yeah. Um, and field kitting as much as possible. And then obviously you've got that threat. Like I said, he's which, a great poison tech pick. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a he's a great model. He's a, he, he's an absolutely great model. I mean, one growl again. It makes your other models what, even more defensive as well. Um, so having him, him and Tull and the King's Wall in in a scrum is incredibly nasty for your opponent, especially if they're relying on like hard to kill, hard to wound. My armor. question would be, how valuable is he as a ten soulstone out of keyword anti poison crew pick? 
because all of his stuff is just friendly only. He'll only lose heat of battle. Yeah. Um, so if you're against like McMorning or something, or Brewy, who maybe Brewy's probably the better example because Brewy actually spreads a lot more poison. Well, like, I mean, it but, it's like, but you're only really. healing it once, aren't you? I suppose it's a bonus. You're saying that he would lose that heat of battle, but if you're playing the crew that puts down a lot of scheme markers, yeah, like, yeah, like guard, yeah, then. Oh, oh, even have him in Lucius your, or something. Oh, your lady, flipping um, newspaper girl. Yeah, Nelly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah but we'll talk about Nelly when we get to GG four. I think Nelly wins. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I like him a lot. I think if you if you need that, you need that attack action. Um, then you're going to fit him in. Like somewhere yeah. like that. I think if 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 you're not if that attack action is irrelevant, then it's a bit more of a choice. But overall, I like him. He's yeah. just, he, 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 he's just, they put him at a good nine cost now and you've got to make a decision whether you need him or not. That's I think it's that thing of like looking at the card, he's horrendous. But in terms yeah. of actually building a list, it's, it, it, it requires practicality. It's that thing now, you, like especially yeah. when you're getting grounds, you can't just have kill, kill or be killed. Yeah. Um, I will say, because this is again where things were going off the rails last time, it is very indicative of where Weird's current design direction is. And I will eloquently let you guys explain that when we talk about hex bows next. What do you mean? What's wrong with hex bow? No, not not at all. Not at all. So hex bows are cavalier slash witch hunter. Yes. Are they better in yours or would you say Sonya? I think they're more balanced in Sonya. Because Sonya doesn't have ways of putting free... Uh, scheme markers down. So they're better in tall is what you're saying, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's a very diplomatic way of saying I that. I think they're more balanced. That just tells you the whole story. <laughs> yeah, I think they are more balanced. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say it. They're more balanced than Sonya, I, so, I, in my opinion. So, Chris, how have you gone against Hexbows? Has he used them against you? Yeah, yeah, I think you proxied them, didn't you? Yeah, you, yeah, you proxied them because they weren't you out had yet. The, uh, thunder, you had the Thunder Archer. Yeah, that's why I blocked out my memory because I had the Thunder <laughs> Archer, who's another seven costs Archer. <laughs> We're brothers. Look, no, they are not no, no. They're the same. I think the, exa- same. the example the, same. the example I game was like in Tony. If you imagine a gunslinger, <laughs> but then just knock its cost down <laughs> and just make it a little bit better in its own keyword. That's what you get with a hex bow. So. I'm going to lead through this this time because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take some slacking. pressure off you two. Yeah, I've been slacking a bit. So um, Seven Soulstone uh, Living Minion, which you can have three of. I don't think you'd ever have three, maybe two max. Two max. Maybe yeah. three if you really want to shoot something. Yeah. Defense five, willpower six. You're seeing the constant bouncing between defenses and willpower being higher. Um, it's one of the rarer examples of willpower being better than defense. Move five, size two, seven wounds, 30 mil base. <laughs> Um, they are archers, so of course they've got expert shot. They've got run and gun, which is going to be very pertinent in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, heat of battle, which, you know, potentially four AP. And they've got a ruined quiver. Uh, so once per activation, when they're declaring triggers um, that target an enemy model, they can add a suit of their own choice to the final jewel total uh, unless the target first discards a card. So basically, they force discard. Otherwise, they gain a suit of their choosing, which is why I bring in the comparison with the gun. Just say masks, kids. You'll get a card every single time. Just Just say say masks. (laughs) Um, And as you can expect, then, they have quite a beefy attack action that has a trigger on every suit. Um, So 
First thing I'm going to talk about is their bonus actions. They have a stat 7 target number 14, so needing a 7 um, fistful of arrows uh, bonus. It is tactical, which is important for certain kind of rules interactions. Um, until the end of their activation, all of their shooting actions gain a blast on them, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second. It has a reposition, because, you know, just in case yeah. loser needs someone to babysit them on a mask. Yeah. Um, then we'll go to their attack actions. They have a blessed or blessed longbow. 12-inch range, stat 6, tome built in, which is blaze, which we'll talk about in a second, so you could add another tome to that if you wanted, versus defense. So let's let's unpack this, shall we? You're going to have to do a third podcast. Right, this action ignores concealment. Target yes. suffers 2, 3, 4 damage. Remember, that could have blasts if you've done that bonus action. Ignoring incorporeal. You know, just in case Watson killing every other type of model wasn't enough. <laughs> so, the inbuilt trigger is Blaze, great for Witch Hunter. So if you've already gathered another tome to that or you cheat one in, that's going to be burning plus one, burning plus two, which is the max it can be. The mask, King's Glory, um, which is the thing we saw on the curb. So once per turn, another friendly model that shares a keyword may take a gun action. It's not master only and it's not no, it's got not. a range on it. <laughs> Toll's cock in his grenade launcher. It's got sodding <laughs> puncture like a gunslinger does. <laughs> Which, again, if those blasts are a thing... Um, so for every ram, you gain a um, positive flip to your damage. So again, you could force one and then cheat one or flip one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cleansing strike. So you can end a condition on the target, but it's enemy only. So that's good at kind of like rinsing through crews that like their own buffs. So it's all really good. On top of that, two, three, four, stat six attack that has blasts on it. Mm-hmm. Like King's Glory is a big threat, but as someone who plays Tony, like having Puncture just on tap yeah. is very strong. Let alone when you're forcing blasts into a bubble crew. So it is a very, very good attack for a stat. Yeah, player. and the thing is, the damage track is very it wise to you because you look at two, three, five, and think, oh well, it's pretty average damage track. But then when you actually take into account that Blaze is in built, yeah, that might as well be three, four, five. Yeah, not only got burn on them, you know it. And that a blaze hits everybody. It's early models damage. So that blast marker exactly. is three, four, five against everybody that it blasts onto as well and sets them on fire. Yeah. So you're, you're, your one shot, which is at stat six as well, so it's going to be mm. solid, is potentially doing four damage per shot if you kind of hit someone and plus flash on a couple of mates. Yeah. So like, because they've got heat of battle they can ping a lot of damage out in their very simple activations. And like I said yes. earlier, because they're running gun, they can charge and fire the sodding bow 12 inches. Yes. So not only can they like pin you in and damage you, but they're also getting up the board to score scheming points later. Um, and speaking of that, if they have a spare AP, they've got target practice. So we've seen this before, like people like Perdita. So 20 inch range, um, stat three and basically the TN is the distance between you and a ski marker and you just shoot it off the board but they've got a fun trigger called screaming arrow um, yeah Rick and Morty episode where the sun goat comes up and it's just like screaming yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what I imagine this sounds like uh, when resolving before the target ski marker is removed enemy models in the area between this model that's how you know it's a madness model uh, and the target or within three inches of the target must pass a TN 13 willpower jewel or suffer two damage so yeah, it's it's I like I like all the things that have the distance between. They all seem quite fun. That's yeah. pretty beefy. That is. Yeah, attack practice is even more valuable in this GG. Absolutely, and the fact that they can do yeah. it with bonus AP is is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that holds them back is they obviously can get pinned down in combat. 
but that's yeah. what that reposition is there for for fistful of arrows to get them three inches away. So they, they can are stop moving. They are this. They are when you know when I said the Louisa and the cannons were public enemy number one. I, <laughs> you I, said like this one's and the King's Wall <laughs> and the King. I lied. This one's the public enemy one, but this model does not take hits very well. It has got seven health. Yeah, but it's that defense five. It will go down one. to a sack of spuds to any dedicated yeah, exactly. beat with flurry. And Leadline Colts are valuable in this crew. Tall wants it, so it, it it can be difficult to get the get there on them. Yeah, they also don't ignore cover as well, which you got to keep into keep in mind. Not the biggest issue, because as we've already said, but you know, crews that can put out concealment like bass or something like that, he doesn't care. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, care. they don't care about. So it's just great. So while they are squishy, these are fantastic. And the thing is as well is that you get around the squishiness because you've got running guns, so. You could charge 12 inches out of range of most of the enemy models, but be able to hit somebody uh, that's on the flank or something like that and just keep them protected. Are they uh, in they're, they're hard insane. plastic or are they in that crap soft plastic? Uh, they are in hard. They're in the, the pre-built stuff. The pre, the, they're not good material. Yeah, they're not good material. How wonky are their bows? Have we seen them in the uh, I, haven't got, I haven't got them yet, but I imagine could be quite wonky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've then got to string their bows if you want Chris's respect. So good yeah, luck with that. Yeah, pre-built yeah. one. You've got to earn it. Yeah. Uh, Chris, anything you want to say about this? Yeah, they're the same cost as the Thunder Archer. The back <laughs> of the card abilities are all the same as a Thunder Archer, yet they just seem better. They're just better. <laughs> Just yeah, I better. think the other thing with the Thunder Ratchets is they get a, they get a lot of free um, uh, focus because of the keyword monk keywords. But yeah, I do and think they get the chi to increase the stats. But the yeah. well, I do think overall hex balls are better. Yeah, that running gun just really makes a difference, and that real quick as well. Peter just Battle just really, yeah. I will say with Sonya, I, like I said, they're a lot more fairer because you don't have a lot of ways of putting down three ski markers. Like, Tolkien can put down the assault markers. You've got the King's Wall. You know, um, Sonya doesn't have anything like that. So you, ha- you are still having to use AP to put a ski marker just to s- set them up for the expo. Uh, yeah. So they seem a bit more balanced there. But we're told these are ridiculous. They, they, I'm surprised they didn't get touched. Uh, I imagine they will do uh, once the next Arata comes around because uh, they do punch above seven very, very high. How high, yeah. uh, they're not seven costs there's no way I mean that's that's the, the ongoing narrative which we won't dwell on too much which is the cost to ability ratio on paper seems silly but in practice feels like it's more balanced just because of hiring issues yeah um, yeah so I think because we've been going a little bit long this might be a good opportunity for a break and then we can do the title box afterwards yes. is that all right with you guys Yes, perfect. So, Chris, this is a uh, deaf character. Um, any thoughts about the adverts? Uh, no comment yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll go to our first ad break and we'll see you in a sec. Are you always getting picked on by the bigger boys? Well, I'm the King's War, and I'll stand up to those bullies and I'll tell them to stop being horrible. 
because my mum always said that I'm a big boy and I should always help other people in need. So you can count on me to come and be there with my big boy shield and I'll protect you from the nasty words and the name calling. You can stand confidently behind me knowing that I'm definitely much bigger than you because I'm above average height for my age and I've already got some hair on my bits. So if you need someone to stand up big and tall for you, just contact your local friendly guild officer and I will be there to get your back. King's Wall Protection, because even big boys get scared sometimes. And we're back. So there's a second version of Harold, isn't there, Courtney? There is. There is and a what's, second what's version. What's the difference between Harold 1 and Harold 2? Well, this one is being a bit more quiet. <laughs> it's Harold told dead silent. So, you know, in those, opp- in those reasons when you don't want to cause a lot of explosions, uh, you have the dead silent version, who I like to call Colette Hull, because uh, <laughs> he's effectively Colette of the Guild. Um, so, uh, Howard's all dead silent. He's, his stats have jumped up, let's go that way. Uh, defense six. His willpower six now instead of seven, but, you know, it's, 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 it, it, the one willpower went to the defense, it's fine. It's defense six, willpower six. <laughs> Movement six, uh, size two. So he's a bit quicker now and stuff like that. Uh, he ha- has a gunfighter. Uh, he's got hand signals. So after a friendly model within line of sight declares a non-charge general action generated by the heat of battle ability, you get to draw a card. Uh, so this is the way what, this tool allows you to get around the weakness of the keyword, where, the, where I said you couldn't draw any cards um, outside of your initial, you know, you wouldn't be able to draw the cards outside of those two triggers. You can with, with this tool, but you've got to use a non-general action, which is Actually, not so bad in this GG because again, you want to put a lot of scheme markers down, so you want to interact more. And if you interact, you're gonna you're gonna get to hit about for free essentially, which is really really good. You then have the out of sight ability. Uh, so when this model will suffer damage, you get to place it within a scheme marker within four inches. And spoiler alert, uh, this model puts a lot of scheme markers down, so that's gonna, that's going to happen a lot. Uh, so you can put them in base contact with scheme marker. You remove that scheme marker, and then you reduce the damage by two to a minimum of zero. So if you've got stones stuff like that. It, Nine times out of ten, you'll be able to reduce the damage to zero, which is absolutely brilliant because he's only got ten wounds, so <laughs> he really needs those ski markers to be around him. <laughs> um, he's got smoke them out, which basically enemy models within two uh, treat the area around him uh, as severe and concealing. Again, keeps him keeps him alive, keeps his friends alive, uh, and he's got stealth, so he's, he's a lot more hard to sort of pin to pin down from range. Um, so. You obviously lose assault markers with this tool. Uh, some assault markers are not a thing, but remember the heat of battle still works off scheme markers as well, which is this version of the tool puts out. Chris, can you go through the back end of it? Of course, matey. So we'll start with his attack actions. He's got a 12-inch gun, silent shot, stat six against defense. It's two, three, five damage, which ignores hard to kill. There's a mask trigger, which is target suffers plus one damage for every ski marker within a two-inch pulse of it, so a maximum of plus two. Mm-hmm. And then a tone trigger drawn out secrets to drop a ski marker into base contact with them just in case. 
His other attack action is behind enemy lines, 8-inch range, stat 6 against move with a TN of 14. It's a non-master only. Choose a friendly cavalier model within 8 inches of both this model and the target. You drop a scheme marker in base contact with the chosen model and place the chosen model in base contact with the target, then place the target in base contact with the drop marker. So it's basically... Presto Dildo. Yeah, <laughs> Presto yeah. Dildo. I really thought you said Presto Dildo. <laughs> two. <laughs> he is a dick. <laughs> Uh, and then he's got two tactical actions. The first one's Fog of War, 8-inch range, stat 7, target number 10, no resist. Target a marker once per turn, push that target up to 4 inches in any direction. Then another friendly Cavalier model within 2 inches of the target gains a focus. You can get the Crow Trigger on that on No Man's Land, and until the end phase, if the target's a non-hazardous marker, enemy models treat the area within 2 inches of it as hazardous. So great for just pushing your ski marks around to set up the heat of battle, giving out focus and putting up a bit of hazardous terrain as well for what's effectively a three of crows. Mm-hmm. And and then his quick action, smoke bomb, 12-inch range, stat five, target number 10. It ignores line of sight and it's a friendly cavalier model only. So you push any number of models within two-inch pulls to the target up to two inches in any direction and then the target heals too. So it just clears things away from whatever it is that's being ganged up on, including himself, really. There's a mass trigger quick reflexes to take the action again targeting a different model or a tone trigger reconnaissance to look at the top three cards of either player's fate deck and discard any one non-joker and then put the rest back in the same order. So nice bit of knowing what's coming there. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's one thing to add that I probably should have said before now. Any any jewel that is five or that you're going to need a five or less... Um, and you want a particular suit is very easy with this keyword to get because of the cannons and the sappers because again you can fish for them in your discard pile and pick them back up so that fog of war is very easy to get a free of crows if, as long as you put got a free of crows in that grave graveyard I'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh now in a discard pile I'll send you to the show if you know if, you, if you've got any sort of like five or less crow then it's very easy to pick that back up into your hands to get that fog of war that no man's land and that goes for a lot of triggers in this crew so fourth bounty, if you could put Louise on one of those dueling bikes from uh, Five yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So with this tool, you 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 lose a bit of this sort of area of damage, um, but you gain you gain a lot more sort of shenanigans. You're gaining a really, really dangerous like attack action because if you shoot something that's within two of that with ski markers. Seven damage, you know, and hard to kill can be really dangerous. So he's got a good single target damage. Word on the street was always that this was the good tool, and that the yeah. other one's good, but this is the really good one. Obviously, he's not being touched by the the nerf bat. Would yeah. we agree? hundred percent. Um, he he was the one that getting used because again, you get you, you gets around the keywords weakness of, of card draw with hand signals. Um, he was all played. He found himself being used a lot more in GG three because. It just it works in a lot more strats and schemes. That ain't changed in GG4. That need you need scheme markers. He drops scheme markers. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think he's still going to be used a lot more than Toll One is. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Toll One will, will have his place in certain pools, uh, but I think Toll Two is. He's the all rounder of the all rounder crew. He's he's going to get used a lot more because he supports your crew. He gives your crew. They both give out focus, but his 
it works a little bit easier because you're not having you, to, you can pull it that scheme marker in the middle of your crew for example where with tall one you have to you have to shoot somebody that's near your models to get that focus he gets to pulse it out a lot easier he's getting he's getting that hazardous out he's doing he's healing he's looking at his own cards he's drawing card draw so you can yeah. do those heat of battles easier he's got it all figured out yeah he's just he's just a lot more versatile he's going to find you'll find in a lot of pools that this tool is the one that you're going to find um to be the one you need no job. cat though so he's an absolute beater no the cat is on the base Oh, is it? The cat, yeah, the cat's I actually rescind the criticism. The, the cat, the cat's actually running the with Tull, um, which is the cat's great. The cat's actually running with Tull. Can we appreciate um, the artwork difference? That basically all he's done is just pulled the collar up on his coat and put a bandana on. And yeah. That's him being in stealth mode. <laughs> also, how big his pistols are? They're massive. <laughs> <laughs> They're so big. <laughs> Uh, the silencer is just giant <laughs> um, but yeah so this, tool's, this tool's great uh, thematically I, I like tool one because I, I, the reason I got into the cavalier because I wanted to the, the idea of just dropping like artillery shots on, on your enemy was really cool yeah tool one is tool, the sales pitch isn't he yeah but tool two is is the toolbox he's the one that he, you, you're coming for tool one but tool two is the one that you're probably going to find yourself using a lot more He's the higher level player, as the cool kids would say. Yeah. Um, so we have to talk about a little bit of infiltration here because there's some bloody Bayou in the guild. Yeah, there is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there At is. Last. There is. So rather than just copying the guild, they've now fully infiltrated with Judd and Honey. You have Judd and Honey, the other artillery piece in the crew. Hopefully, weird. You'll add more artillery pieces to this keyword. I want, I want basilisks. I want, <laughs> I want giant cannons. I want, I want rocket launchers. I want them all. What We're babies being stepped on? So they are two of the new <laughs> keywords: angler and cavalier. Uh, yes. Which neither of which, like I said, I, I've had grace me on the battlefield. So cavalier is obviously you guys. Angler is what the bucket thing. Yeah, the um, they they are the the family. <sighs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Clampets. Clampets, that's it. Okay. They're clampets. Uh, so Judd, Judd Jebson, I believe. Uh, so we've got another Jebson. And Honey, which is the Honeycomb launcher. Um, they are Defense 5, Willpower 5, Movement 4, which is an artillery piece, uh, Size 3, and the cost 6 with 6 wounds. Um, they have Armor 1. They have the ability called Shooting Fish in a Barrel, which is once per turn. If they drop a... a a blast marker and it's touching a friendly scheme, assault or tide marker. You can draw a card of value eight or less than the discard pile. So, so that's another draw. way. Yeah. So another way of getting cards out of your um, out of your discard pile, uh, and much higher than the other ways. Um, that's an eight. Where I think previously we've seen fives. You got stand and fire. So if anybody charges within eight inches of them. And it's not unengaged. They suffer one damage, which is nice, especially with the King's Wall. That can that can get kooky. It can get very oh, very yeah. kooky. Um, and then you've got Spray and Pray, which is the, you know Bayou. The Bayou is coming in there. This model is actually made of no line of sight and friendly fire. But if they do, the TN uh, goes up to buy three, or it gains a TN of thirteen if it doesn't have one. Um, so you can basically shoot all the walls and and houses and stuff, which he does quite regularly. Uh, Tom, do you want to say talk about the second half of that? I can do the second half of the card. So um, they've got uh, the Honeycomb Watcher, uh, which is just 18-inch range gun. <laughs> now, luckily, it's stat 5 because there are six soulstone enforcer, but it does have a crow built in, which is going to be funny. So it's um, one blast, two blast, two double blast damage, which is very buy-y. 
um, and the inbuilt crow is clustered arrows when resolving doesn't drop any blast instead the target suffers plus one damage for each marker that would have been dropped so two three four is that what that yes, was the damage yes. record yes, um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's nice that basically as long as it hits you can choose to scatter or just rinse somebody yeah uh the other one's compressed nets which is pretty tasty i remember we talked about this on the last podcast version so um on a mask you could do a once per activation um after resolving you can take the massive net action which ignores range uh, because it's a shockwave you can drop it anywhere within one inches of the target and basically ma- massive net is uh usually eight inch range stat five needing a 10 it's a one inch shockwave movement 12 or one damage and staggered so being able to to yeet that out is pretty good and as you might expect um for models that do this it's got another bonus actions this is kind of your way to do the the double bonus spam it's like dorian's um trigger for a boring conversation if you've already done the movie move one yeah uh so the other thing it's got is blow it to hell for a bonus action we've seen that a million times it's just destroyed destructible terrain which is great just make sure you grieve your opponent what is destructible before the game otherwise you know <laughs> and also stopping them from benefiting from cover as well exactly which is yeah. part in this group. just being able to put space to take cover away and like you said previously there were some weaknesses with the hex bows with cover yeah. so you can kind of mitigate that uh, and then it's got a signal flare which is 18 inches as well start five doing a 10 uh, target a friendly model that shares a keyword with this model that hasn't been targeted by this action this turn can either push and it's moved towards this model or heal one two three so incidental healing you can get your king's curb from 18 inches away and make sure he's feeling a bit better about life or just movement shenanigans by just literally firing a harpoon at them and bringing them towards you yeah and again you can ignore the line of sight on that as well yeah. so it's, it's for six stones it's really varied like i can see this going into a lot of lists just because yeah. of it'll it'll do money each way the only thing that probably doesn't do a lot is actually gets over the halfway line and starts putting down scheme markers itself no. because it's, of it, it being moved for. yeah but i think if you with tool two in particular it works really well because tool two is yeeting up and putting every marker down into the sun yeah i love this guy i i think i use signal flare a lot just as, as again it's massive range healing which is where like watson as again watson <coughs> sort of feels it because um this model can heal 18 inches away and and you know with all the armor in the crew away. you're only going to really need to heal one or two a turn unless something really big that ignores yeah. armor kind of hits you so actually the incidental is perhaps a little bit better than the the one guy dedicated for it at nine soul stones Mm, yeah exactly so which is where we're, with watson again you, you you're really looking at that attack action where it's going to be coming useful yeah um i think standard yeah, fire like you said and, and shooting fish in a barrel pay for the six soul stones themselves 100 100 the model's great absolutely brilliant i think it's great in both keywords yeah uh, another personally. 50 mil marker which is you know movement on the board to play mm. with you know you've got to be aware of it you get into your Ripides territory with all these big bases but it's it's not moving much is it no no it's not it really isn't i don't think it moves at all i to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) it's like this is my land come and get me (laughs) so that is everything in keyword Mm. are you are you taking the pale rider (laughs) Um, are you taking that lawyer to ride or die with louisa um actually one other thing as well with Judah Honey before I get to that is I've actually noticed with a lot of schemes that you want to put scheme markers down in your own deployment. I think okay. like just and I think having a model that doesn't that can just 
be sort of in your deployment, like need deployment, sh- shoot and, and do it, and still still be able to do stuff is incredibly valuable in this GG. Yeah, there's a new it, one that's like your deployment four inches of the center, and then enemy deployment, isn't it? Which with all two seems very doable. Yeah, got some there's, there's also that. Cl- there's also the classic one. You know, when you've got to put it, what's it called? It's um, oh, for Pinnick. It's it's you you have to put the scheme marker in a corner that's not in your deployment. Ah, uh, the the power ritual is it or something that's like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, so I think having them, I think that's going to be something in this GG that's quite valuable. So having, having him trundle and just score yeah. incidental while shooting. Yeah, exactly. That can like turn four can just sort of like put a scheme marker down and score you some uh, set up something for turn five. I think it's very valuable. Yeah, I mean so, with tool one as well. I suppose you can just wheel him up at the start as well. If tool one's can. sitting back, like you've you've got incidental movement. Yeah, you can. So um, yeah, out, do you take stuff that's out of keyword or versatiles? Um, so I think you can. I haven't seen any need to. Uh, because we'll talk about that in a second (laughs) the keyword is really good there's no there's not really they all sort of benefit from each other because they all want the scheme markers and they all get free AP obviously the pale rider is good the pale rider is always going to have a place somewhere in certain situations lawyers are another one that are probably going to find their way in there somewhere because lawyers are just always good um uh, this, there's actually the new starter box. We saw the uh, the henchwoman in the new starter box. We haven't seen any other models, but she seems to be really good with Tull as well. Um, so, but generally speaking, this if you just wanted to just play keyword, this I think a cavalry works perfectly fine with just keyword. But it's so versatile that um, I don't think there's any glaring weaknesses where an out of keyword or a versatile model needs to be placed. Uh, so I think it's more like they're just good to have really um but yeah generally speaking i just play my keywords i suppose this takes us to the next bit then which is overall strengths weaknesses good experiences moments they've shined Mm. is it as simple as these guys are good at everything yeah i so i struggle so (laughs) this is one thing i sort of had a bit of a uh, i think about was what their actual weaknesses were and I actually asked Alex as well about what the weaknesses were. You consulted God. Yeah, I consulted God. And Alex couldn't really think of really anything either. He said, obviously, the assault markers, like I said, they make you more predictable because you tell your opponent where you're probably going to be. And obviously, the biggest, the sort of main weakness is the fact that, again, outside of the six cards that you draw the turn and being able to get the weaker cards back into your hands, you, you know, you're right on... I cut the two triggers with Tall 1 to be able to get cards back. And we told you it's a bit easier to draw cards, higher cards, but obviously you're having to use your heater battles for general actions, which aren't always applicable. Um, so they don't have a tend to... They tend to be a bit shaky when it comes to card draw, but they're still getting cards back in their hands, so it's not the end of the world. It's... It's difficult. I don't really know. I don't really think they have very many weaknesses. No, it's the broken but, record of the corner case thing of like stun them, bury them. But it's like you just can't with the stats being as yeah. good as they are, and you, they're, they're not still not taking damage as easily as a normal model would. Yeah, I just, just and then it's but the thing is, it's like oh, so they're, they're a jack of all trade, master of none. But they are a master because they're so Masters versatile. Scheming, they can do big damage. Yeah, exactly. They are. They, they're so versatile because if, again, they've got that free AP. You, you know. Um, 
I just, it's very difficult for me to really, really sort of think about any witnesses. Obviously, they probably, again, they probably don't like card discard, like the, the, the opponent discarding their cards yeah, yeah. For, for them. But again, everybody hates that. No one likes the cards being discarded. Yeah, it's not so, a specific critique. And it's I not think really it's... specific. So, yeah, I can't really tell you they've got really much of a weakness. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything. Do you guys think of anything after we're going through all that? Like I said, it's it, for me, seeing it on paper looks rough as hell. So mm. I think it would be one of those of like, maybe it is through hiring. I mean, we'd have clearly had a look at this already and decided things needed a shift. Now, we know that that errata was very big. We also know that it was incomplete because there was a lot of stuff that still needed was it one of the Damien's, one of the tools, the Ballyhoo bucket, there's a f- f- Reaver tooth somehow. Like there's still a lot of things that need perhaps a little bit more time, but obviously they were working on the Soma Arata and stuff like that. But I think the quicker fix seems to have made them a little bit more of a challenge with hiring, but I think a good player fixes that. Like, I don't know if that makes sense in terms of actually on the board. Chris, do you see it as just their stats are better, they survive more and they do more when it's on the board? Yeah, I find them incredibly hard to put down and they do just seem to be everywhere they need to be. Yeah. I can outrange you as well. It's it's a tough one. They they do seem to do everything and like the the only way to really score against them is to kind of ignore them, but you can't ignore them because they're just where they you don't want them to be. Yeah. Uh, they're really good, to be fair, they're really good. Mm-hmm. So, Very fun to play, but obviously... Well, that's it. So this is kind of our focal point. I mean, we can talk about the, the design level, but that's kind of where we veered off last time. And I think we're just acknowledging it is enough. We've talked about it plenty, but is there highlights that came from your games, Courtney, that are like, yeah, this is this is the crew that I wanted to play? Because yeah. like I said, you had this crew for ages and you sat on them until they had their rata. Mm. So have they shone since? Yeah, I just... I like how versatile they are. I just like how I can go into any pool and sticking keywords and do very well. Yeah. Uh, I like, you know, Louise going across the board was fun. That was really, that was really fun. Uh, just being able to get her where I needed to go. You know, the King's Wall, beating, dazing people and knocking them away and just being an absolute pain is always great. Just the bombardments, putting these, the, putting the assault markers places and just being really annoying at the end of the turn. Um, they're just, they're just really fun because like, I think they they're quite beginner friendly. Oh like yeah, people can people can. I think people can argue me on that one, but I think they're quite beginner friendly because you can make mistakes and but the crew the keyword can get you out of it because yeah, yeah. of how versatile they are. Is you know if you put someone in the wrong position, you know you've got you 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 can get free AP out of them to get them back where they need to be. Yeah, um, I think they're a very fun crew uh, to play. Uh, I don't think they're oppressive against your opponent, but I do think it's difficult for your opponent to really shut them down. Um, um, probably, uh, we, we, we'd need to talk to someone that was much higher level than all of us. To it's, really also the, it's also probably the double balance of them being new, isn't it? It's that thing yeah, that, exactly. you know, that exactly. no one's going to have the same experience they would, like you said, if we, if we release Sandeep tomorrow. Like, yeah. everyone would be like, oh my God, there's a lot going on. and Or Nelly, you know, in this GG. So I think yeah. a lot of a lot of people use that as kind of a like, oh, you know, anything would seem a little bit OTT, but it's probably a combination of the two. It's something that's doing a lot of good stuff, but also there's real in unfamiliarity. And even the people who are probably playing it like every week, you're still in this period of this book kind of 
being semi picked up by the community and then the model's taking like a year or two to kind of come out anyway so i think he was one of the first ones that came out but even then you know it's i think it's going to come from experience i mean you say that but he was one of the first ones to come out but the the king's the hexbo and john watson only just came out yeah to be fair there were a lot of people who like proxying it for a long time weren't they so maybe in a year or so there'll be some more formulated plans i think we we deliberately held off until the errata came um, but it feels like we might need to do a, a check-in in about six months when they clearly get a little bit of a tickle. Um, yeah. I just think they've got to be very careful now because I don't think anything needs anything major. It really would be the odd ability having a slightly different stat or trigger or something. I think Hexbows, they need to be careful because of Sonya. Like, I think I don't think they're as stupid in Sonya as they are in... Um, yeah, exactly. You don't want to destroy... You want to take the Blaze trigger off them because they need that for Sonya. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I just you just need to be quite careful there. But again, I don't I don't think the keyword is is as stupid as it was. I think yeah. it's in closer to the, the line of balance than it used to be. Obviously, I think there are still things that are are, bet, are good for the points, but I don't think we're they're ridiculous anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I think it just needs little tickles here and there, and, it, and it'll be absolutely fine. So with that in mind, I think we can probably go to our second break now because we actually have quite a fair bit to talk about afterwards, which includes our our final scores. Um, So Chris, anything else you want to add before we bounce over just from a receiving end of Courtney's pseudocram? Yeah, it's... I, I might have sounded negative facing against him, but I I did enjoy the games against him. He was very oh, very good. I just, you're always playing corny, so it's, it's always not nice. like <laughs> exactly. It's not like you're playing against a Jackdaw or something like that. Where no, no, absolutely. It's, it's more oppressive. my own frustration and not being able to deal with him uh, uh, than the fact that he was too oppressive to deal with. Yeah, that's yeah. probably a good distinction. Yeah, and I think the fact I was playing Ivan, who struggles into a lot of things anyway, it was just the sheer fun of him not being able to do anything with the operatives. <laughs> <laughs> they just ran around to do what the fuck they wanted. It was just, it just yeah, made the game amazing it for was me. Just, it was funny because like I'm like, right, I, that operative needs to die. I'm going to go with Tull. And I did one action, and then I, I'm, I'm coming to my next action to actually do something. I'm like, hang on, I can't do it. Or I'll do, oh, no, I can't do it. Oh. Oh, oh, I can't do anything. Cordy actually has to read whether any ability has yeah. enemy only every time. I can't do anything against them. That's it. And a lot of them were. And the other game with Shen, it was like, I love my archers, but you've got Hexbows, which is just like my archers, but better. And I just felt a bit like, oh. My toys yeah, aren't as good as your toys. Archers. Um, <laughs> I want better It's worth considering as well, like when we're talking about balance and stuff, and this is not about balance, it's just in gist. We're getting a new book that's clearly adding things to every keyword. Yeah. Like, so... Yeah who knows what's going to come you know with it, it it might knock things up again or it might actually bring things down again in terms of like a few more expensive options you really are having to build a bespoke crew weird weird what about a churchill tank eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> i think that'd be a good henchman spot in the cook you know the steam keywords? tank from warhammer fantasy yeah. what about a tank eh? <laughs> eh? i was gonna say Make it size five, but um, yeah, make but- the actual model the size of Trunky from Shill's uh, <laughs> <Rachel's> crew. <laughs> so, with a view to that, we'll go to our next break, and then we'll be back for our scoring and general conflabby bast in the uh, the bit afterwards. Conflabby bast. Conflabby bast. <laughs> I, don't like it, but I don't know what it's staying it's in. Staying, I don't know what, what it is. Making it work. Conflabby bast, everyone. See you after the break.
At the request of Harold Tell, and for the benefit of all of our deaf listeners, the following advert shall be entirely in sign language. Hi lads, just doing this second Harold Tull advert. Uh, I'm probably just going to leave it blank for a laugh and see how long people actually listen for. Anyway, catch you later. shit and burst. And we're back, so we're going to go straight into our usual scoring system. We rank everything out of five, and Courtney ranks all of these apart from the last one, which me and Tom get to do. So the first one's learning curviness, how easy it is to get to grips with the crew. One being really difficult, five being super easy. You can pick it up straight away and use it out of the box. Second is shenanigininess, the amount of mad tricks, combos, pushes, pulls, crazy things the crew can do. So one, if it's quite a straightforward, just walk and punch five if it's got all the tricks in the world then there's hiring pooliness which is how large of a pool of models you want to pull from to play this crew or whether you're using quite a fixed crew so one would be very fixed five would be a lot of variety and the last one me and tom do is dickishness which is how annoying they are to play against and again it's always ranked on the crew not the opponent this one so courtney learning curviness how easy are they to get to grips with i would say two two um Two's, two's they're very easy to get to, yeah? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Way around. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, two. I, I should know this by now. We've done so many podcasts, but I, I always forget every single I know, time. I know, I change yeah, it sometimes as well. I, I change, <laughs> change it sometimes. You, yeah, just to keep you on your toes, listeners. We want to make sure just to fuck with Mike's spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, two. I, I, they're pretty straightforward uh, in, this, in the, the rules. Yeah. Uh, they're our shenanigans, certainly so. But like I said, I think they're a very good beginner crew. Um, yeah. I think once you've got things that like the scheme marker placement and salt marker placement down, which is not super complicated, um, 
they are quite easy to play. And um, yeah, I'd say two. Yeah, I think they're quite straightforward in what they all do. There's just a lot of text yeah. on all of the cards. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Maybe a two, maybe a three would be more valid. But I, I don't know. I think once you've once you've really understood what those what that text is, it's not. There's nothing in there that's super complicated. Oh, no, other no, no. than Presto Gildo, which will always <laughs> boggle my mind every single time. Oh, and that'll be Presto Dildo as well. <laughs> yeah, Presto Dildo, yeah. as, as Chris can can actually attest to, because like the first time I did it, I was like. Right, so this one goes here, here, I think. Right, let me read this card again. Right, now this one goes here. Right, Right, I think we've got this. uh, No, you did it the wrong way around. Oh, God, right, start again. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking kidnapped something. I didn't want you to. Fuck. So I think fair, 2.5 to be fair. 2.5, cool, cool. How about shenaniganiness? So again, I think baseline they're pretty straightforward, but they have got quite a bit of shenanigans with the scheme markers. They're versatile uh, in the sense that I've just got the extra AP. I actually would say a four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that they have. There's a lot of tricks you can do, a lot of fun you can do, a lot of things you can pull out of the bag. You know, um, um, remove scheme markers with the hex bows. Um, Louisa just being Louisa, the the rocketeers being the rocketeers. I, yeah. I think there's some good shenanigans in there. So I think, yeah, three or four. Let's go with three point five. <laughs> He's Ted obsessed with the point fives today. I think. I know. It, I know it's difficult. It's but I think it, it would be a three or a four. I, I in my heart I've answered it. If you wanted to just be to a whole number, I'd say four. Four. I, I'd say four because the amount of pushes and pulls and locking down markers, moving markers, things like that. They do have a lot of shenanigans. Yeah. yeah like literally yeah. unless you're Wong I think you're dealing with shenanigans every game aren't you <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much pretty much uh, hiring pooliness uh, I think everything in this keyword is playable yeah every single model so I will say five every five, single five would be one. Five, one. <laughs> five would be there's a lot of models that are available and they're all viable he's all good he's all good uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Is there, yeah, is there a lot of models available? Uh, we're talking two, four, six, eight, ten. Um, all right, then. I think no, don't four. let him talk you down, Courtney. Don't let him talk yeah, you I down. Know, he is right. There isn't, the, the pool, yeah, but you're, the not, you're not reaching massive. out for versatiles. Uh, they're not in your hand. No, you're not. And you're like not that, so I, you're... I don't... I, I think four or five, yeah. Yeah, by the time this yeah. comes out, I'll have like more enforcers and minions anyway. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, the, all the, the thing is, all the keywords are getting stuff anyway, so it's, it's difficult. Yeah. But like for now, because everything's playable, you know, you can have a massive keyword about Zoraida, but how many of the actual Zoraida's models actually get used? You know what I mean? So like having a keyword that where every single model is used is, is frankly, I would say is, is going to be a five every single time. Yeah, day. we don't see fives often on our scoring, no, no. I don't think. No. That's because we don't quite understand what a five is. <laughs> we don't understand the, the, the racing system. When people are like, "What? You need to do more episodes." Like, we can't remember how we do this. Like, it just comes. It's inspiration. Yeah. How do people want more episodes? No, we're just a solid structure. We follow every time. I post the notes in the chat. We <laughs> <laughs> stick yeah, to the I read the notes. What do you, do you have people, time to read? Yeah, we have people who make spreadsheets of our scoring system. We still don't understand. <laughs> um, this is why we make you do do this race system every single time because me and Tom have no idea, have no idea. <laughs> speaking of which the final scoring system which I did final. absolutely ruin when we did it last one 
dickishness. So, Tom, you've not actually played against them, but based solely off what you have heard today and the previous time we recorded this. No, because the previous dickish. time I scored weird for it and I scored it a 10. It's very annoyed with how bad the last two years have been. Um, I'm going to say three. Because I don't know. I think that's fair. So in the middle, yeah. I, don't, I think Chris, I think Chris was exactly right. I think the current feeling might be they're not oppressive and they're not horrible to play against. Their stats and their abilities are just better than mine. So I think that's yeah. a three. Yeah. How about you? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. A three because they are they are dickish to play against, but not to the point of rage quitting frustration. Just yeah. just the facts. They're just slightly better than me. <laughs> They're just slightly <laughs> everything's just slightly above the average of mine, uh, which except is frustrating and dickish. But yeah, except, except <laughs> the actual height of the king's wall. And every time your opponent puts out the king's wall, you've got to go. Oh, I'm the tiny gentleman. Look at me. I'm a protect you. It does happen every time. <laughs> I can confirm. Yeah, that's that's how to win against Courtney. It's the mind games. <laughs> um, so, what's your final pitch then, Courtney? Why would we play as tall, or why should we? So yeah, I, I I would play Tull because like like me, you like the idea of dropping all the artillery on per, people, but you're just looking for a really versatile keyword, a keyword where you're going to get use out of every single model in it. So there's no there's not going to be feels bads where you paint up a wrestler and you're never going to get to use them. Please, <laughs> weird. You've so, you've fixed Soma. Get to the wrestlers now, please. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a beautiful versatile. Uh, mod, uh, keywords you know you can do a lot with them they're going to be really good in gg4 yeah so if you like the theme of them i definitely would give them a try because like you won't you can't go wrong with them really so with that all completed we have a, god knows when the last episode was but we've got a few things that we can talk through uh you mentioned gg4 courtney yes so that came out about a week or two ago Yes, it um, did. You guys immediately... The funny thing is with that GG is everybody read it, right, as the GG was coming out like a week or two later. And it was only it was only if you read the little bit at the bottom uh, where it says, actually, the GG out's in PDF form here. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody in the Discord, Ashley on the Discord was like, I started two weeks ago, everybody was like, oh, oh, we want it out now. And then someone piped up and said, actually, the PDF's out now, it's, it's here. I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> So you guys sat down last week and played GG4. I think I'm still like about a month away from playing Malifaux just because of what we've got in the pipeline for recording and that. So yeah. this seems more schemey. Did you guys do stuff the ballots? We yes, did, we did. Yeah. We, did the, we did the Trump strat. We should also do our standard plug here that we all immediately bought tokens from Rampage Games and they're bloody beautiful. Rampage He's done so many yeah. color combinations and the tiny dice that come with it are the cutest things. <laughs> they are the cutest things in the world. I'm going to get Oz to send me more because I love them. So how is you going to use them against Tom on the Tuesday, aren't you? <laughs> when you play yeah. Batman. <laughs> I am. So there was, uh, there's, uh, there's no Assassinate anymore. Nope. There's no Vendetta anymore. Nope. So, cowards. Mm, there's also no hidden martyrs. Oh, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Where's my assassinate? I want to kill masters. How is GG4? <laughs> you can assassinate Vendera out. That is... Assassinates in the pool every time, whether or not it's in the pool. <laughs> it's not in the baby. It's gone. It you don't get points for playing how you normally play now, Tom. Yeah, it disappoints me. But um, um, how was your game? I will say I had the most fun playing Malifaux than I've had in a, in a very long time. Um, that is lovely to hear. I think GG3 was kind of stale. We were all kind of bored of it. It had gone on 
yeah. a bit longer than it needed to go on. And we say that after I, GG2 going on a bloody year longer than it needed to go on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So please, GG4, just stay around as long as you need to and then fuck off. off. <laughs> but for now, for the for the one game that we've had of it, um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Used Shen 2, who I've, I've used for maybe half a dozen games so far, but I seem to notice so many new things about him that interacted really well with the new scheme pool and the way the nice. new strategies are. Um and it just, I, I seemed to play him completely differently and it all worked really well. And I played against Colette, who was a very schemey crew as well. And it was, fi- I lost 5-4 in the end, but it could have been a lot closer. It was a great game against Darren. He was figuring out Colette as well. And there was still a lot of killing done, even though there was no real killing strategies because your opponent can't scheme if they're dead. Yes. I want Colette yes, to be on can. the board more. I want like our other surrogate adopted girl from those reveals <laughs> to be uh, to be seen more. <laughs> Courtney, how about your game? Well, I played Soma. <laughs> that bridges very nicely into the next bit. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's it, obviously we at first we were like, oh no, there's no really simple schemes that we don't need to think about. We have to actually think about what we're doing now. No, <laughs> but actually playing it was really fun. Now I will yeah. say that I accidentally um, scored some points because I had like. I think I did uh, subterfuge. I think it's subterfuge uh, or espionage. Basically, one of, something something along those lines is in that is in that scheme pool. Uh, where you've got to have a marker in the middle for the second part of it. You've got to have a marker in the middle, a marker in their deployment, and a marker in your deployment. Now I completely missed that, so there was no marker in my deployment. However, there was Cranky who had just finished up beating up a runaway, so he <laughs> so he just put a ski marker there. No, he had a hat on. Sorry, he had a hat on from. Um, from um, the Ronnie company, so he, already, he was a scheme. So I, I scored that by accident, which I thought was quite fun. But I actually <laughs> had to look through other schemes, and it was like, oh, that's you know, that's pretty cool. So it's interesting. Obviously, it's less killing, um, but like Chris says, if you kill something, they can't scheme. So. I know, yeah. but um, overall, I, I really enjoyed it as well. I, I thought it was really fun. Uh, it's nice to have, you know, the Trump strat, which I always call the Trump strat because yeah. it's just like because <laughs> it's just it's just so much like I just can't help myself but shout like stop the count, stop the count every time, every time and then start no start the count, start the count every time every whatever scheme you know I can't it just makes me laugh, but um, I really like it. I think it's um. For, I like the I'm UK really... version where you have to end turn three because someone got past the post. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I've only done it. I've only played one game, so come on, I can't give you a, a really specific review of how. Mate, I there'll be like forty before. podcasts that literally read one card and did. Yeah, this. I'm sure. sure. Okay. I'm sure they will do. I'm sure they will do. Uh, but ultimately, like, I liked. I enjoyed what I saw. Um, that might be because I was playing Soma, which is a master of waiting <laughs> two to three years to finally get to play. But. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed you. That is wonderful to hear. So Soma got a little rework. You both we got a very big rework. You both <laughs> do the Bayou. Um, yeah. How is the Bayou? He's great. He's he you know what weird. I'll say it's the weird now in case they don't listen. But if they, they did, they don't listen. They don't. Yeah, jo- Jonathan Weird, if you're listening, Jonathan Weird, right? I'll give you shit when you fuck up. You know, Kerai's neck. You know, other, other things like that. The last two but, years. But, <laughs> and Soma shouldn't have been left in that for that period of time. You were very slow on it. 
But goddamn good job. Done good. You really, you you done good this time because that keyword is so much better now. Why right? yeah. they fixed, they, they did everything. Everything got a rework. Yeah, it's all playable now in my mind. It all works really well. Um, both masters are really interesting. I am very very pleased to the point that I'm I'm going to be playing a lot of Soma now just because I really he's so he, you can definitely tell he's he was built with GG4 in mind as well because he's going to be a nightmare to play against for um, people playing GG4 because he just has a lot of scheme removal. He is great. I love him. Um, I, I, I will, we will be talking about him on the podcast sooner rather than later because I will be getting my reps in with um, Soma now because uh, we've got an event in January as well, so I'll be playing Soma. That'll be the first master we've done two podcasts on then, really, won't it? It will be. It will be very early on. Um, it will be. We'll, we'll probably do. Yeah, we we'll do it sooner rather than later. Anyway, yeah. um, you literally heard I, him renege in his voice. Then it'd be like, "Oh no, we've done this one." And they'd be like, "No, we're doubling down. We are doing it again. <laughs> we are doing it. We are. I don't care. I don't care. We're doing it again. It's a completely different master. Um, but yeah, I love Soma. I really love the changes they've done. Well done, weird. Um, let's. They did talk about the fact that they've got the and other keywords that they like to remake if it was if the if this change was successful it was successful let's get a change in let's do let's let's get onto some other keywords that could be good help because we can see we see that you can do it now with so uh, keep up the good work but yeah really pleased really pleased with what they've done i'm really looking forward to playing some more i'm looking forward to getting the new guy as well uh, the, the new jebson uh, on his parky pig on his metallic pig and oh, with the hats man, yeah um, so I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to getting him as well. So yeah, no, really, really pleased with what they've done. This is also um, wonderful to hear. Now you mentioned that we actually have our one event of the year booked in. Yes, uh, we are returning to Powder Monkey Fo, which was the event we went to last time. Which was you mean Powder Monkey Fo? You mean the the, the Harlequin uh, events? That the we're doing event. Yeah, Harlequin. we did, we did the normal Harlequin thing of like Jan posted it up, and basically in our little part of our Discord, we were like, "Are we going to this?" And it was like, "Yeah." And then we just filled ten spots immediately. <laughs> it <was just> like, <laughs> like it wasn't even a matter of like, "What are we taking?" The first question was like, "What's the costume going to be?" <laughs> So, um, so yeah, we've got that one event that we're going to. We thoroughly enjoyed it last time. It was super chill. Uh, used clocks, but not in any kind of, like, oppressive way. I think everyone preferred that because we actually got to play the game. Um, yeah. So, Courtney, you're erring towards Soma for this. Yeah, I bet we're going to take Soma and Zip. Just because I've noticed at the start that Soma isn't very mobile. I could be wrong at play. Well, it's mobile because he's got the... We'll get there when we get to the podcast, but he, he doesn't do well with stuff that wants you to get in their deployments very easily yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas Zip does because he's got Skeeters and himself. So um, I probably will be taking Soma and Zip. Chris, are you continuing with Shelly Loggins? I think I am, yeah. Although um, Ivan 2 is also tempting me. Shen 2 and Ivan 2, I was trying out towards the end of the last gaining ground and I couldn't really click with them. But I feel this new gaining grounds, they've both got a lot of gaming, so it'll be one or the other more than like I'm leaning towards Shen over Ivan though at the minute. Yeah. What about you? I'm going to continue to just take the same list that I always take and refuse to adjust. The one you won with last time. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I refuse to adjust to new gaining grounds. I'm just going to take the same eight models every time. <laughs> like, 
murder. Murder is all that matters. Pandora incoming, guys. Pandora yeah. incoming. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 her, it's her time to come out of the box for the year and take a Tarlick foe for a little bit and everyone plays a <laughs> Feed her some blood and then put her away. Yeah, everyone plays a once, <laughs> then no one wants a game afterwards. It's, it's, it's understandable. <laughs> it's just Ash who's a glutton for punishment. Um, so yeah we're looking forward to that we have been obviously playing a lot of games so I think I said at the start I've had a well prior to the first recording of this uh, I had a massive gap away from Malifaux and that was largely filled by Star Wars Shatterpoint and Moonstone and Legion Chris's Ewok army Uh, (laughs) and Batman and stuff like that so we've got a lot of different things on the horizon Um, at the time of recording I think I posted on the channel basically got screwed last half term because managed to have a car accident and get super ill as well so we're kind of on pure catch-up so i'm seeing these two lovely gents two simultaneous weeks chris and i doing shatterpoint this week coming yeah but and courtney and i doing an overdue halloween recording the week after that which i'm terrified about his outfit Um, (laughs) you should be and i can't get it out my mind yeah (laughs) so i've like not even considered what to wear the courtney is just like all in ready to go um, aside from that, is there anything else you guys want to talk about that you've been doing or anything you want to share that you've been experiencing or any shout outs? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's just been, we, I say uh, for me, and we've been playing a lot of Apex as well. We? We've been doing some, that's yeah. also taking away time from literally everything else that we need to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're in some Apex. Um, I mean, yeah, come I'm, join I'm, us in the discord if you want to come and chat about anything though, because it's grown massively in the last, yeah, like 100%. between the last podcast and this. hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's nice yeah, to I'm see just, people jump along. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that that falls in the po- been in a positive area because it's been. For, I think for since Madness came out, there's been like that sort of negativity around it, and with the new GG and the Soma changes, and then with the, the nurse as well, I'm glad to see that that falls back into a more positive zone. I'm hoping that we're just taking the the. Um, uh, has learned its, from its mistakes when it comes to madness. So when the new book comes out, it'll be a lot more. I mean, it's never going to be perfectly balanced. We all know that, but at least at least closer to balanced than at least play tested against stuff that already exists rather than yeah, just itself. Yeah, exactly. But you know, with the summer change brought was very very good. So I've got a lot of hope that they've learned very a lot from that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see with that. 100%. And yeah, I'm just looking for. I mean, Batman. Finally's finally got his 30 cards. Still no app, but that's just Night Models. I won't get into a rant about Night Models. There's no point. They'll never hear it. There's no point. They'll never hear it. But um, yeah, we've got we finally got the 30 cards. So that's interesting as well. You know, um, MCP got a new edition, didn't it? Or well, uh, not a new yeah, edition, new box. New box as well. Finally got some new stuff for um, for my Spider Falls. We've got the Sinister Six finally. Just waiting for those to come out now, and then I'll be back into MC3 for a bit. Shadow Point, Shadow Point. We've got the new objectives coming out. That'll be interesting as well. Uh, Moonstone, that's the we've had the Kickstarter there. That's done very, very well, which I'm not surprised about because it's a fantastic game. If you've not played it yet, you should do. Um, with the new Shade stuff, which is just, you know, has been some fantastic models there. Um, so, Our yeah. Sonara got a uh, unique sculpt from that as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, honestly, we, from, from, our, from the games that we play right now, I mean, we've even got a Necromunda League going on. So, f- basically, from the games we've got playing right now, it's it's, it's really helpful. We're getting yeah, a lot we're of very good spoiled. News out of it. Very spoiled at the moment. Very, very spoiled. Mm. So, yeah, we just, it's, it's good. Game's Chris, good at the moment. Anything that takes your fancy that you want to share? too much at the minute it's it's great to be playing foe again because shatterpoint we i think i 
burnt out on, although I'm still enjoying it. We played a lot in a very short space of time. Yeah. It's because we we um, all think we all needed Shatterpoint when it arrived and then gorged on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And now it's I've got it out of my system a bit. I can just play it as pick me up games now and then. We've got a Necromunda campaign going on at the minute as yes. well, which is um, very interesting to play a games workshop game. <laughs> How are those stuff, charts that like, you're rolling on? How are those charts? Uh, it's it's just the seven books you need to seven <laughs> to books you need find out anything. It, honestly, the seven books you need, but it's, but also they've changed the, the rule book, but they're not changed the rules on certain models. And there's a PDF somewhere that'll update some bits. Yeah, yeah. but not but, yeah. but not some of it, which is just so games workshop that they don't update everything at the same time. You have to update it when they sell a new book. And it's just like it's just like this beautiful mess. Of a, of a game but we're enjoying it I'm still trying to get my first game down uh, but um, we're going to get into the second uh, week soon um, but yeah it's, it's been it's been interesting I'm playing the Orlocks Chris is playing the Squats Squats um, Space Dwarfs baby yeah yeah I'm playing Minor Bikers baby you know um, so it's we, we, it's good it's good because we've got basically all the houses covered and um, I think there's Enforcers as well uh, Dave's playing Enforcers um, so he's just sort of being the big policeman, which, you know, I'm sure he loves that. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's interesting. So yeah, I mean, gaming's, I say gaming's good at the moment. We, yeah. we eating well, we eating well. We, we eating well. And Attack on Titan ended finally, and that was really good. So, that was yeah. stupidly good. <laughs> yeah. So, and Invincible come out, the new series of Invincible came out, and I need to watch Gen V. And Loki was really and good Loki. as well. <laughs> Loki was really good as well, which gives me hope for the Marvel stuff. But then the Marvels came out, and that's not looking so good. So that, we'll, we'll just worry about that some other time. So, but yeah, but in general, yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you again to Courtney for leading the way on that, and for Chris for giving his experiences. And uh, yeah, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for everyone who's. What's the next episode, though? That's the question. Yeah. I don't know. Is it Christian Orton or is it mine? Or is it we had Alex last time? I want to say. Yeah, we did have Alex last time. And then we talked about Toll. So I mean, there's there's the great permanently loaded Nakima episode. So, but I think it's Chris's turn because we did Seamus last time with uh, Dave Cameron. I want to say we did mm. Vix before that, Wong before that, and Lynch before that. So we are very much due, and then Tiri before that. So we are very much due a Chris episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're yep, thinking, Chris, about what you want to talk and about. I need to reach into the pit and, and see what else I have in see there. See what else you Have we? Um, we haven't had Ivan yet. Have no, we? this is what no, I was thinking. Haven't. Alternatively, we've got an, a numerously in unbeatable. I can't use more words. We've got a very numerous player base uh, that have a yeah. lot of different masters, and everyone's picked up new stuff. Um, I mean, I'd love to do a podcast on Redacted, but we'll have to actually get them painted. <laughs> well, so can't talk about that. Can't, can't. You could do a podcast on Redacted, and then we could finally find out what it fucking is. I'd rather have it on camera. I'd rather have it on camera. <laughs> yeah. um, I know what it is. It's a Sami. It's a Sami. It's 100% this. a Sami. I've, I've already guessed this, Chris. Exactly. It's a Sami. It is a Sami. Yeah. You know, um, if, if, that, if he reveals that, right, and it's a Sami, right, I am going to be so fucking smug. Until he actually then has to play against this army too, yeah, and then his yeah, heart will yeah. sink. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for everyone who's been chasing us for stuff. Obviously, we've had a myriad of things, and also we're never happy to put out a podcast that we're not completely satisfied with. And I was mm. a, a little 
B in the last one, so we kind of had to redo it. Uh, a little negative, Nancy. A little bit fed up with legitimate concerns that didn't need to be vocalised. Um, so we are looking forward to getting back on it, perhaps getting a bit more regular stuff in and hopefully more GG games under our belts so we can actually give a bit more of an informed opinion on where that is as well. Um, so yeah, come and join us in the Discord. Come and chat with us on the various online bits. There'll be some battle reports going up from Alipo very soon. I think we're going to continue with the pickup games. I think Chris was saying... You and Courtney have obviously got your death match, which is going to go live soon. You're saying potentially throwing in with another pickup game. So yeah. I think we might try and get a few more out in the winter before we go into a next season. I think Malifaux is basically the last game now that we'll actually have seasons. I think everything else is in such a good place that it's just pickup games mm. every time now. So yeah, big thank you from me. A big thank you from Chris. Thank you. And a big thank you from Courtney. Thank you. And we will see you in the next one. Oh. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Harlefoe Show. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, drop us a tweet on the Twitter at Harlefoe Show. Also, you could chuck us some money on Patreon at TNG Productions to help us keep making this amazing content. Also, get some exclusive freebies like dice and t-shirts and other amazing things. Check out the show notes for all the info. So once again, thank you for tuning into the Harlefoe Show. Please come back next time for more fucking nonsense. Bye! <laughs>